Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep, Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody, not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Coming up on TMS, highly trained medical leeches. Happy true Star Wars Day. All my fancy friends are coming over tonight. Let the turds fly. Gay mini fridge. I changed blood with my dad. What did you do this weekend? Alternashug. Covered in leprechaun shit. Tina ran bought a town. Deep fake fried Paula Deen. A metal lathe is like a wood lathe, but for metal. National's fine. League is fine. No more zingers, you fatty. I take care of the two. My name is Max. I'm looking at the manatee in the mirror with Wendy and more. On this episode of The Morning Stream. His uh, yarn antenna on the counterfeit are about half the thickness so that they droop down across his face. You! Stop right there! Congratulations, you are king of the birds! The Morning Stream. Tear out bad wood, put in good wood. Fine advice, Scott Fletcher. Hey, everybody. Welcome back That's to right. TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, March 25th, 2023 is the yes. year. Happy true Star Wars Day, Scott. Oh, yeah, that's right. Where we properly celebrate that's the right. birth of Star Wars. That's right. The very first day of the very first film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. We're doing it right. May the 25th be with you. <laughs> that's right okay that's the proper date it's like we need to start having christmas in june or whenever jesus was really born that's what we yeah there we have. go exactly yeah. and celebrate the actual president's birthdays come on yeah now. yeah right well they didn't all get born on the same day chuckleheads oh, silly uh it's gonna be back everybody morning form reminder uh we put them up on monday but we remind you on thursdays because next monday we award our winner this week's uh choice or this week's vote is for best batman movie director uh, like who made the best Batman is basically it. Mm-hmm. If you go to frogpants.com slash the morning form, you can vote for Tim Burton, Christopher Nolan, Matt Reeves, Joel Schumacher, Zack Snyder, 
Leslie H. Martinson, Chris McKay, or other. All right, or other, or I'd other. Love to see. I can't wait to find out what uh, what other people put. I mean, I guess the um, uh, the animated series stuff, right? Or the uh, the Mask of the Phantasm and stuff like that. Oh, I uh, loved Mask of the Phantasm. That was yeah, great. those would have those would have directors. Yeah, I went down that list, Scott, <clears throat> with my pencil, and I said, Nah, nah. Oh, you know, it was a long way to go. It was a long way, but it was, I mean, I'll say it was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad this destination is, I didn't know I was going there, but I'm happy to be there. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody. So I heard a thing that I wanted to ask you. It's a little bit of a contest here, but uh, it just reminded me of you, and I had a real hard time with it. It took me a minute to get it done, and so I thought if anyone can do this, you can do this. So here's here's what it was. It was this thing I saw in some video somewhere. I think it was on YouTube, where the person has to say so your first name Brian B R I A N right yeah they have to say a band or musical artist. For every um, letter in your first name. Oh, wow. And okay. you have to do it in right. 20 seconds, right? So you got to okay. go quick right. about it. So I'm going to start you right away right. so you don't have too long to think about it. So, Brian, the fir- uh, your first name, okay. bands and artists, ready, go. Uh, Beatles, Rolling Stones, Ice House, Aerosmith, uh, Mountain. Damn. Oh, no, Mountain, N. It's N. N. Oh, N. <laughs> Then, yeah. Nazareth. Nazareth. That works. You still did it under 20 seconds, even if you screw up. See, I knew you would be better at this. I knew you'd be better at this. I had the hardest time. I couldn't do it in 20 seconds. Oh, wow. I was like Santana. Uh, 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 Crowded House. Yeah, uh, Oasis. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne. I guess that's not a. Uh, it has to be a band or can it be an artist? Can be an artist. Band or, band or artist. Okay. Right. Um, Thompson and, Twins. How about that for TT? Hey, that's not can that. I do? <laughs> can't do has to be two bands right i can't just do thompson twins for i did TG no but i think i did teen turner which i hope i didn't curse it when i did that because <laughs> oh no yeah she passed away the next day but uh but anyway uh, it's a fun a trick for at home everybody take it to your to your next little family get together and say That's hey dad uh your first name is bartholomew yeah. <laughs> in 20 seconds or less please assign a name or a band or a, an artist or a band <laughs> brian and you nailed it, dude. Freaking, what was that? 10 well, seconds? Well, I nailed it except for getting the last letter of my first name uh, off by one. Like, like like I'm a boneheaded contestant on Wheel of Fortune or something. Yeah, but you were like Michael I think Jordan. The, uh, like you solved the puzzle, Pat. I think it's <laughs> Brian Ibbett. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> not correct. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Over to you, uh, Billy. Uh, give the wheel a spin. Yeah, good old, good old Billy. He'll, he's, he's, good old Billy. It's his chance to take it. Anyway, uh, it's a fun little thing. So try it on your own people, everybody, and and see if they do as well as Brian did because he did did better (laughs) than I did. Um, We got an email from uh, James in Connecticut. Connecticut. uh, Connecticut. Who had a thing to say. Uh, Hello, Mm -hmm. sound and board uh, at TMS. This is James in Connecticut here. Just listening to episode 24 or 55 and wanted to say myself and especially my kid got a big kick out of the pre-show. She's now oh. pondering on how someone can smell their own farts. <laughs> Says, Was that a thing on episode 2455? I, I'm going back, and unfortunately, in our pre show, we don't. I mean, I've got it here. Can I? Let's see if I can hear it. Uh, 2455, right? Um, yeah. Okay. 2455. 
this is going to really freak some people out because they're going to uh, oh the, yeah they'll hear how the sausage is made a little bit yeah exactly well they'll also if they tune in late they'll think uh, they're they're listening to the wrong episode oh. if they weren't paying attention they'll think wait a minute I've already heard this episode <laughs> then they'll just skip the whole rest of it alright so that's how this one started hold on tell that it was supposed to be third eagle I'd probably say <laughs> it sounds like an AI third eagle but yeah. but that's rentals with mother it uh, Fantastic. Yeah, good news, everyone. Um, I'm going to put all this stuff in. Hold on. This is pretty good. Oh, Rain. Mm, let's see if I can tweak that. What about uh, what about an AI third eagle? Oh, my <laughs> God. It's all AI stuff. I don't know what that's. I don't know what his deal is on episode 24. Yeah. Right? Hmm. But anyway, we probably talked about uh, huffing your own furts. And, we might, yeah. Yeah, might and, and your kid, he says, he goes on to say in this email, uh, she's only four years old, so she'll figure it out. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> Well, she'll figure out how you can smell your own farts. I guess so. I uh, love the show, yeah. though, James and Margaret. Also, P.S. Football should be renamed Tackle Concussion Sport. I like it. Good old yeah. TCS. What, you, yeah. what are you going to watch this weekend? Oh, I'm going to sit in the lounge chair and watch some good old TCS. Yep, and they'll say, wait, what is that? And you'll say, it's the new name for football, son. Get, yeah. with, get I with still, the time. I still like Gridiron. I think a couple people mentioned Gridiron. Obviously, it's it's you know it's been nicknamed Gridiron. Let's just make it official and call it Gridiron. Let's do it. Let's get a petition out there. You could still call it. You could call it. Okay, so here's the trick. You need to do something that doesn't make you have to change the acronym or the initialism. So if you don't want to change NFL to something else, can we we give it a name that also has an N, an F, and an Well, national is fine. Yeah, so national is fine. So really you just got to change that. Just another word for uh, for the game that begins with an F. Yeah, or just go NGL and just change your logo. So yeah, you got National you Gridiron that. League. Yeah. National Gridiron League. What does Nothing NGL stand for? Let's see if somebody else is using it. Uh, sure. There's no <laughs> there can't be any three word initial or three letter initialism that isn't already being used for something. Uh the National Guardian Life Assur- Insurance Company. That's oh, one. Oh yeah. Right. Uh yeah. You, you got your uh, oh there's a there's a esports team. And you also okay. got your natural gas liquids. So uh there's that. <laughs> you know? Uh Kate Clack says, Fancy Ball, the National Fancy Ball League. Oh, I'm sure that'd go over well. Hey, everybody, we're playing some Fancy Ball today. Are you ready for some Fancy Ball? <laughs> you have to swap out all your commentators to sound like that guy. You know? All my fancy friends are coming over tonight. <laughs> we're going to watch some Fancy Ball. <laughs> we're making cheese wraps and donkeys in a blanket or whatever. And we're going to watch some Fancy Ball. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Uh, that was an email, by the way. So uh, the morning stream at gmail.com is where that will come from. Here's a text about sleeping near each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this and we were trying to figure out where. Yeah, where we saw it. Where yeah. we saw it. And this is a theory from Allie who says, hi, TMS, regarding Monday's episode where you're all talking about the scene where two people are sleeping in the same bed together and either their butts touched or their faces forward or were facing forward to each other. It is 30 Rock. Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin have to sleep in the same bed together. Good episode. Love you guys. Uh, Certainly could be. Maybe. Yeah. I saw all those, but I don't remember it. they would have done an entire thing about it. It would have been a five-minute John Mulaney-esque analysis of butt-to-butt or face-to-face kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've seen that entire series, but I don't remember a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Not because it's not memorable. I just, I don't know. My brain, I don't remember it too much. Yeah, yeah for sure. And there was so much, right? It was like... When you were finished appreciating one really clever bit, they'd bring in something else and you'd forget about the last one. And so it was just a, just a you know, 
one one great bit right after another would make you forget the previous bit. That reminds me. My wife, I don't know why it reminds me, but my wife saw a show that she binged uh, without my knowledge. I didn't know she watched it. Uh, that sounds like one I'd like to, so I may have to go back and watch it. But anyway, she says she thinks that you would like it in particular. Oh, okay. And I said, why? She goes... Well, it's got some people in it he likes mainly, but also I think it's a story they'd like based on what you tell me about Brian's TV habits. And I said, what is it? And it's a show called <laughs> Love and Death on um, Max. We have to call it Max now. Oh, this is the um, one with um, Scarlet Witch, right? Yep. Scarlet Witch, uh, Fat yes. Damon. Although this is like the last thing you'll see him in where he's chubby because he got all skinny again. Okay. Did he? Okay. Oh, he's like a stick yeah, now. This is based on the uh, like a true story. Mm-hmm. True story. Yep. Set in the seventies. <laughs> it's very time specific. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, no, this is this is uh, kind of on my list. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Um uh Kim see, she's Jesse Plemons, yeah. Lily Robb, oh Kristen Ritter. Again, another Yeah, can't do no wrong there. Another little crush. Uh, good old uh, Jessica Jones. Yeah, yep. Jessica Jones and Scarlet Witch yep. in this. Yep. They're they're back, baby. They're back and better than ever. Uh, and someone named Elizabeth Marvel, although she's never been in a Marvel uh, MCU property. At least maybe maybe she has. Anyway, yeah, no, this is uh, this is something that Tina and I had uh, on the list. Oh, we, we've seen Elizabeth Marvel and stuff. Have we? She was in True Grit. Yeah. Oh, I love that her name. She was is. in True Grit and uh, Lincoln. Um, I'm putting it in our Discord, but look how skinny Plemons is now. He's back right, to his uh, skinniness. Let me see skinny Plemons. Yeah, he looks like. So, he, what do we call him now? Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah, uh, lost a bunch of weight. I think he probably was. He was getting up there. <laughs> I think he was like, you know what? <laughs> he was. Yeah. I'm in Hollywood. I can afford a. I can afford a trainer. Let's do this. Kirsten. Uh, Kirsten finally uh, brought the hammer down and yep. said, uh, "No more zingers." Yep. She's like, "Listen, you, you fatty." <laughs> you look like oh, fat she Matt was Damon. A Marvel thing. She was uh, Victoria Hellstrom in the Hellstrom uh, um, MCU miniseries. Oh, I didn't. Okay, so so there's a lady with the last name Marvel who was in the MCU proper. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. See, look at him all slimmed down. There's another one. Look at that, Jesse oh, Plemons. Yeah, good. Good on you there, Jesse. Pl- you go back and play Todd on Breaking Bad again if you want. <laughs> Remember that role? Totally good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. I remember that role. He was like, there were some frightening characters in Breaking Bad. For whatever reason, I feel like Todd was one of the scariest. Like, well, scarier oh, than yeah. Uh, Gus. Oh, yeah. Me. By far, because he had this like dead, unfeeling yeah. thing about all the violence and awfulness he had to do, but also he was weirdly innocent at the same time. And it just mm-hmm. was a, boy, what a weird juxtaposition Todd was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I missed that though. Gotta watch that show again. After Parasite. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Blah blah gonna, blah, blah. It's all I'm words, watch Scott. Parasite it's all words. First, before I see Breaking Bad again. It's all just words. I know you get a lot of crap when people when you talk about shows you've watched again and again or <laughs> movies. It's like oh, I did my eleventh rewatching of The Birdcage. What about Parasite? <laughs> I know people are like, Wait love a the minute. show though, Bob. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> love the show. Um, all right, there's that. Uh, yeah. So maybe you're right about this, the sleeping with it thing. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it could have just nestled in our subconscious and sat there until mm-hmm. until we uh, thought about it again. By the way, Parasite, I actually saw, like it was on Hulu for a while, maybe even still is on Hulu, but uh, with this new streaming service with this great name, Scott, mm. it's not HBO, it's 
Max. Oh, it's Max, uh, is it? Yeah. Max. Yeah. Don't forget, we got to call it Max from now on. That's just the rule. I, I take care of the two. My name is Max. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that, like I saw on one of their little advertisements, what to stream on Max now that we're Max? And under things like Rick and Morty and Succession, it showed Parasite. Oh, so, it did show Parasite. So look right. at it. Look at it over there now. I've got it. I'm just checking. You can here. hover over the button on Max now instead of having to hover over it on Hulu. It is also on Hulu, so it looks like they're trying even harder. Oh, wow! Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, looks like it's going to well, happen. Much like the creature for which it is named, it's going to cling on to and suck the life out of every streaming service it can get until I watch it. Yep. Until you watch and it, and then I'll, exactly. then it'll go away yeah. inexplicably. It will. Di- it'll disappear. Yeah. Correction yeah. on a text from Shane. I don't know if this is our Shane, okay. like uh, Shane Maddox with the spin around selfies. I don't know if this is him. Or I not. feel like he would have. <laughs> I love that. That's what he is going to be forever for you now. Yeah, I love is it. the spin around on Fremont Street. <laughs> he does it everywhere I get pictures. Every time I see anything he's doing, <laughs> I follow his TikTok trademark. channel. He just does this all the time. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I need to follow him on TikTok. He's a good uh, follow. Anyway, yeah. No, I think if it was Shane Maddox, they, he would have put Shane Maddox in the text. A good point. Or shaved Matt Mac. Madrox. 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 Anyway, he, uh, this person, Shane, wrote in and says, okay, guys, or hey, guys, I think the butter coffee you were trying to talk about is called bulletproof, not just bullet. Cheers. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Bullet. Yeah. Proof. Kim corrected me after the show because oh, I, did she? Yeah, okay. she went. I went up there and I said, "Hey, we were talking about bullet coffee." She goes, "That's not what it's called." Yeah, <laughs> I said, "What yeah. do you mean?" She goes, "No, it's bulletproof." Bulletproof. Oh, oh. okay. Yeah. But okay, but let's let's break it down. Fire why away, is it, fire away. Why is it? <laughs> oh, it's so funny how you all you had to do was say that, and that song is yeah. now in my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> Fire away. Why is it called bulletproof coffee, though? Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question because I would call it uh, greasy poops coffee. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah more more descriptive Let the name. Turns fly. That's right. Uh, let's see. Why is it called that? Here we go. Yep. Um, okay, I found a thing on uh, what diet is it? <laughs> Whatever that is. Dot com. Um, it says, let's see, as a creator of the Bulletproof Coffee, uh, gave it the name because it describes the extraordinary blend of coffee and fats, which makes your morning cup of coffee extremely high in calories. Nevertheless, it's more than a, uh, more than any other tasty recipe for an ordinary latte uh, that you can grab from a fancy cafe, and it works magic with your brain chemistry and gives you an energy boost. Well, that doesn't tell me why it's no. inverse to, to bullets or why bullets would. Claire, Claire found alternative uh, information. Bulletproof coffee is named after the coffee company that developed the drink. It is also called butter coffee or keto coffee. Oh, also called butter coffee. Well, this guy named Dave Asprey claims he invented it. I don't know if that's oh, the same guy. Really? Yeah, I don't. It could oh, be the same dude that started the company. I don't could know. be. Yeah. Uh, the idea. Let's see, uh, it's supposed to. It goes on to say it kind of bulletproofs your health in the morning. Whatever. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By closing off those dangerous arteries, it pr- protects you from. <laughs> yep. From blood flow. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. All the keto stuff. Oh, here's a question: Does bulletproof coffee make you poop? And the answer is yes. Coffee alone improves your intestinal movement and can re- remove constipation. So, when combining coffee with fatty substances, which in Bulletproof Coffee is grass-fed, unsalted butter, and MTC oil, the stool becomes soft and easy to move about your body. Move about. Move about. 
hither and yon yeah, until go. finally escaping. Up, down, over, through. <laughs> left, weird right, bo- left, right, up, down, up, <laughs> down. It's a weird thing for them to say, but whatever. All right, well, uh, Bulletproof Coffee still a threat. And thank you, Shane, not Maddox, for your uh, text. Yeah. Matuba says, nobody invented putting butter on or in stuff. Nobody. I would argue Paula Deen. Paula Deen might have, you know? Yeah. She was making love to her tater. I bet you uh, there is no recipe. No, there's nothing that Paula Deen has heard of that she has not tried to add butter to. I feel like you're in a you're in a safe a truth space when you say that. <laughs> Should um, we check on her? Is Paula Deen Yeah, right? how's Paula Deen doing? I thought I saw something on Food Network where she's back doing something. Oh, really? Okay. Um, All right. I don't know if she was... I mean, I felt like she was, quote-unquote, canceled, but I, I don't know. Because wasn't she... 76 she, years old. Didn't she get caught, like, dropping uh, N-words and stuff or something? Wasn't that the deal? Oh, there was some racial, racial thing. Yes. What was it? Here she is on YouTube. Uh, she's got a big channel. Oh, I found out one of my neighbors is uh, is on this whole boycotting Bud Light bandwagon. Oh, we enjoy being manipulated <sighs> by your party. Um, enjoy exactly. enjoy exactly. being suckered into a fake culture war that is complete bullshit. Enjoy. <laughs> exactly. Can't believe they're trying to shove it down our throats. No, they're not. My they're favorite not. thing Come was is this: um, uh, somebody put up for sale. They had a mini fridge that was all Bud Light branded. Yeah. So uh-huh. it's covered in Bud Light stuff and a light up top and all that. Sure. And the listing for the Facebook Marketplace uh, item was 150 bucks, gay mini fridge. <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, that is great. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's just some. That's just somebody who's really got grievances, man. Just oh man, really, Jeez. really pissed. Wow. Anyway, Pauline sale. <laughs> Pauline still got a bunch of. Let's see, she put up something yesterday on YouTube. Is this her or some other dude? Okay. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I mean, wait. sorry. Is this her or a dude? I guess I should say, not another dude. Um, okay. Okay. Latest post. Who is this? Let's see. There's no audio. Quick, simple recipe that I think that you and your family are gonna. Well, you're not Paula Dean. What's the point of this channel? Hold oh, on. So he's he's uh, like she's hired somebody to get on her channel, and uh, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Here's one. Okay. Here's one. F- uh, is that her? Hold on. Y'all, I want to share with y'all during this Christmas season uh, something that my mother used to make. This sounds every- like somebody doing a Paula Deen impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the new, the, the new uh, conspiracy is Paula Deen is not really alive. That's a puppet. There's right, a voice. Exactly. Yeah. That totally does. <laughs> <clears throat> she looks good, though. She looks like she's keeping her, you know, keeping it together. Good. Good for her. Good for her. Whatever whatever her life is, I'm sure it's fine. Um, yeah. Right. We got a phone call. This is about right. uh, ice cream. This is, once again, Zinger, because he knows everything, apparently. And uh, he knows more about this. So here it is. Hey, Scott and Brian. This is Zinger in Wisconsin. Hey, you guys were talking about that ice cream, that super expensive ice cream, gelato, whatever, in Japan, and how it had sake leaves. Uh, somebody might have corrected you already, but uh, for Brian's sake, uh, leaves are like what's left over at the bottom of a container when you make wine. So like grape leaves oh. are kind of like the grape flesh and skin that's at the bottom and it's got some flavor to it. Um, but usually it's just kind of empty. So uh, it sounds like more of a thing that they put in for the sake of putting it in, but uh, 
That's all I got. Have a great day. There you go. Those are your Lees. Interesting. Your Lees. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, or as I call them, wine chunks. Mm. Mm. Wine chunks. Would you like to the last glass of bottle of the of the bottle? It'll contain some wine chunks. Mm-hmm. Do you eat the wine chunks or no? Do you let those no. go? No. no. Okay. Is it it's why, what, like what, the, uh, what is the wine? The worm in a tequila bottle. What, what is the wine? What is the main wine take on that? Like wine, wine tasters out there, do you like that that weird fleshy no, leftover the residue business? stuff? No, I don't think I don't think any wine connoisseur likes the. They probably stop the pour just before the the uh, the lees leave the bottle. So when you and I were kids, they would show. Uh, uh, raisin brand commercials and the idea was yeah. there would always be one raisin left when you got to the bottom of your bowl mm-hmm. yeah. this just reminds me of that and I always I always wanted that to happen in real life for me so I would eat yeah. raisin brand as a kid and I would think maybe today's the day I'm just going to keep eating this bowl and when I get done with it <laughs> just there's going to be one this'll raisin be the one. Yep. this'll be the one it'll just be left there and then I'll eat the raisin because they used to advertise this it was like a campaign for a while yeah never happened never got to no and no. I knew if I forced it I could I could fake it and end up with a raisin left but I didn't want to do that I wanted to eat it like normal and see if the magic sure. would happen on its own and it never did and it never did yeah because that's, that's a thing with the uh, with the raisin brand is that you need the raisins for the brand to taste good. So you're going to make sure that you get a couple raisins in every spoonful. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just eating a spoonful of milk and bran, and yeah. it's like, that's not very good. No, that's for grandpa. That ain't for me. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's plenty of bran left at the bottom of the bowl, <laughs> sans raisins, when you finish the bowl. But uh, Yeah, and I'm not worried about making sure that's all eaten, you know? You, you probably don't. I don't know if you still do much cereal because a lot of it contains sugar. Well, you, you probably get some sugar-free stuff, mm-hmm. but here and there. What's yeah. your take on um, uh, maybe when you used to have things like Lucky Charms or, or cereal like that? Yeah. The um, the glittery sugar marshmallow dust that you'd find at the bottom of the bag. Would you stop oh. pouring the bag of cereal into the bowl before those things came out? As a or kid, you- okay, so as a little kid, no, I loved it. I thought that was great. We're not yeah. wasting any of this sugar, magic sugar, right? Right. But yeah, as you exactly. got older, I feel like in my 20s, 30s maybe, and I would have a bowl of something like that, I would yeah. avoid that like the plague. Yeah, yeah, same. Because it's the too plague. much, man. It's just too much. It's way too much. And it, and it does, it doesn't like magically blend into your cereal it just sinks to the bottom of your bowl as well and you're stuck with like a one spoonful of like the sweetest garbage yeah it's eat. the worst like eating that yeah. as a kid felt like a treat as an adult it was like you've made it this is a mistake every part of what i'm yeah. about to do is a mistake <laughs> by the way so speaking of cereal i did have some cereal yesterday yeah, things are made of leprechaun shit by the way. <laughs> oh good thank goodness <laughs> Um, Carter's got a bunch of sugary crap around here, so I didn't. I, I thought I wasn't going to have cereal, but I thought, oh, look yeah. what's in the back here, Special K, and I haven't had Special K for decades, so I thought, sure, Special K, very low sugar. I think it's like right. I would brand. assume so. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be part of the problem about what I now ex- describe. But mm. boy, Special K is for special people. That is a disgusting cereal. <laughs> I will never eat that again. I hated it. Really? Yeah. Didn't we? We talked about this before, and we got a lot of Special K fans, including Monica, if I remember correctly, defending mm. the crap out of Special K. Yeah, Special K stands more like. These people are insane. They love their Special <laughs> K. And I just thought, oh, what are we doing here? I felt like I was eating uh, like like wood chips or, you know, this cardboard box I got here. 
Whatever yeah. this is, whatever this com- com- compound uh, material is, that's what I felt like uh-huh. I was eating. And it was a whole <laughs> bowl of it. And it was nasty. And I'll never do that again. Special K is not oh. good. I'll, I'll try what others, you know, I know they have one that comes with little strawberry bits and junk like that. This wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. This was the the, the freeze dried strawberries. Yeah. This is just the raw stuff. It felt like I, oh, I, my need to, I need to go and get some of those freeze dried strawberries. So there's a recipe I found for lemon bars or great, I'm sorry, grapefruit bars. And you make them with, you know, real fresh grapefruit juice. You squeeze it and make the grapefruit bars. And it's similar to lemon bars where it's like a, um, like a graham cracker crust, uh, crust at the bottom. Mm. And then it's kind of a gelatinous um, oh, form shape on the top. So good. Yeah. And apparently to combat the tartness of the grapefruit, you get um, freeze dried strawberries, crush them in a, in a food processor and then sprinkle them on top of the, the bars to mm. combat the, the tartness of the, uh, of the grapefruit. It's that like, sounds oh, all right. I gotta make, I gotta make some of that. That sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I miss lemon bars. One of my all time favorite things ever in the history. Yeah. Of the world. I miss yeah. them. Somebody needs to I bet, make. Me, I bet uh, you could do a monk fruit, sugar based one of those. Could probably, yeah. I'm I, sure. Yeah. Sometimes the problem ends up being the, the sugar, sugar in other no, parts of the things that you have to add to it. The gra- the the graham cracker crust, for yeah, example. Yeah. yeah, and I could probably figure out a way to do that too. But the problem is that sugar is a binder, also. So, oh, sometimes right. when you do like a thing that you substitute something for, the taste is okay, but you end up with soup because it just won't hold. Yeah, together. Yeah, right. Monk fruit know. and grapefruit might might battle it out. Yeah. <laughs> You're hitting the bowl in the mixing bowl. <laughs> whatever, you know, the people that are working on synthesized lab-grown meat, whatever they do next, I'd like it to be, you know, better sugar substitutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. people like me can eat. Let's let's finally eliminate high fructose corn syrup yep. and figure out some sort of alternative sugar that is... Alternative uh, sugar is a great name al- for it. Alternative sugar. Yeah, there you go. Alternative sugar. <laughs> I'll turn a sugar and do like a, you know, a sugar that's sixty percent as sweet as regular sugar. First of all, uh, this yeah. alternative. Yeah, we get it. Know, our natural... American, our American levels need to be pulled back just yes. a little bit. Yes. Yeah. We go a little too crazy. I, when I was on that cruise ship, or when I go to some place that's got like real pastries from in, uh, mm-hmm. Europe or Japan Brand, or, or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so much less sweet. Totally. And still wonderful. What are we like doing over here? This mascarpone cream inside that is like not sweet, just just kind of has a little tiny hint of sweetness. Just, yeah. you know. Yep. I agree. We know how to change the world oh, one day at a time. My God. Why do all of our openings uh, make me so damn hungry? Because right, we talk about food a lot. You know? Yeah. I'm going to go make some lemon bars covered with leprechaun <laughs> shit. <laughs> And wine leavings or leaves. And wine, wine dregs. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you all for your feedback and your stuff. That uh, call came to 801 471 as well. We are going to dive into today's news because it's important to inform the people, not just entertain them, but inform them. And uh, that'll happen now. Welcome to our news segment brought to you by... Brought to you by Coverville today. You could probably guess, but I'll confirm it for you anyway. A Tina Turner tribute hastily scrapped together yesterday at the last minute while I was waiting with my uh, mom for her uh, for her eye surgery, which went very well. Thank you. Oh, Everything good. Went well. Great. Yep. She, How's she, doing she still today? can't see. So I sent a text this morning and said, Hey, how are you doing? And she replied back, I'll actually read what she said. It's kind of funny. She said, uh, Good morning. I can't read what you wrote, but I am assuming that it's asking me how I'm doing. My eyes are getting a little less blurry. Thanks again for taking me yesterday. Love, Mom. Aww. 
Yeah, it takes about three days, was my experience anyway, three days for that to sort of heal up and have your vision be less crazy. So, yeah, she's yeah. going to be so happy uh, once that's done. She's going to like a little Oh, cloud. she will. Yeah, for sure. It'll be the best. So, uh, uh, Tina Turner today, uh, of course, a lot of covers of Tina Turner's music by folks like um, Michelle Indegicello. Uh, I was all set to to, to get uh, the name right. Sam mm. Brown, Katrina and the Waves, uh, Scala and Kalakni Brothers, of course, but uh, lots of covers by Tina Turner of bands you wouldn't necessarily expect, like... Um, uh, she covered Massive Attack. She covered Led Zeppelin. She covered uh, John Waite. She mm. covered uh, Wilson Pickett. Uh, so stuff like that. And, of course, a cover of Golden Eye. We can agree that she ran Bartertown, right? She absolutely ran Bartertown. It was not Master Blaster. No. Never was. Never was Master Blaster. No. Even when, when Master and Blaster thought they were running Bartertown. No, they were delusional about who ran Bartertown. She right. ran it. It was uh, a yeah. favorite scene. Who runs Bartertown? <laughs> Master Blaster runs Bartertown. That stuff was... Into the, the microphone. <laughs> Master Blaster runs Bartertown. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Thunderdome. It's such a mixed bag. It's such a mixed bag. Such oh, a yeah, and bag. Ghost. Like their timing couldn't have been better. The band Ghost just came out with an EP of all covers on Friday. One of those covers is We Don't Need Another Hero. So, of course, that's going to be included in uh, today's show. Do they do Private Dancer by chance? <laughs> they do not. Oh. They do not. But uh, going to try your name again. Uh, Michelle Indegicello does do a great cover of Private Dancer that I'm be playing. Well, Tina Turner was a straight up badass. And um, she was. I'm really happy to hear you'll be doing that. So, watch the, for that yes. today, 1 p.m. Uh, if you want to watch live while Brian plays, what, Snap in between songs or? Uh, during songs. During songs. Uh, in between yeah. songs, I'll be talking. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in between talking, Brian will play. Play the game. Uh, the game. In between talking, Brian will play Snap. Yeah, there you go. I'm excited because right now I'm playing a really fun um, Howard the Duck and Iron Lad deck, which means that I can take a look with Howard the Duck at what the next card that's going to come off my that's going to come out of my deck is going to be mm. as a little secret, and use Iron Lad to copy the. Uh, card content from that card and immediately play it, so I can actually, in effect, get double cards, powerful cards, by using that technique. So why, why is why is Howard the Duck give you a sneak peek? I mean, it, what, how does that? Oh, right, because he's not like psychic or anything like that. Like, if anybody, it should be Destiny uh, from uh, the Brotherhood yeah. of Evil Mutants. She'd be a perfect. Yeah, like usually I can do the this next card that's going to come off the deck. Usually, when I hear about Snap or any other game with Marvel stuff in it, I go, "Oh yeah, of right. course he does that because his power allows you know for this, so it makes sense the right. card would right. do that it makes behavior sense. exactly." But Howard yeah. the Duck, they're probably like, "What the hell are we going to do with him?" Right. Know. No, I think Howard the Duck, it would have been great if uh, turn all of your opponent's cards uh, in this lane into ducks. <laughs> so you play it and instantly all the cards in that in your opponent's lane would turn turn into. See, uh, I like that. That's not bad. Yeah. Turn into maybe, ducks. Because it's it, Duck World, right? Like remember the, the beginning of that move, that horrible movie. Yeah. George Lucas's great epic film. Howard the Duck. That's right. Um, all right. Our first news story is uh, going to be yeah. of interest to those who like a good taco on a Tuesday. Uh, Taco Bell, the big conglomerate Taco Bell, is fighting to cancel the Taco Tuesday trademark currently held by a rival chain. Now, I don't have Taco John's here. This is apparently a Is thing. that who the... Oh, it is Taco John's yeah. is the one with the... Uh, okay, do you have them the there? Do you have a Taco John's? We do John's? have Taco John's here, yeah. Maybe I do, and I've just never seen it. 
don't yeah, because they have the um, the potato whoopies or something like that. Uh, what is that? The potato whoopies. <laughs> the potato olays. Potato olays. Oh, uh, well, that's familiar too. Maybe we do have a Taco John's. I, I bet you have Taco John's. I yeah, might. Let's see. Well, here's the deal, though. They, I didn't say dildo, everybody. I said deal. Here's the dildo. There's only one, and it's in Fillmore. Oh, freaking! I was just in. Well, every time I go to Vegas, I go to Fillmore. Yeah. So next oh, time really? I go okay. through to Vegas, I'm stopping in Fillmore for a taco at Taco John. Well, that's right. It's right by Beaver, right? So yep. you can stop by Fillmore Beaver. Yep. The Fillmore Beaver exit, uh, and yes. as well as the Beaver Liquor Store, which you can go. Yes. <laughs> they took all that out, but at one there was a time where those were real. Those signs and things. Oh yeah. Uh, But anyway, so here's what they're going to do. The taco chain filed the petition on Tuesday, uh, naturally, given the content here, Uh, with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office to cancel this trademark, which is currently owned by rival Taco John's and has owned that phrase for 34 years, which seems insane to me because Taco Bell claims the commonly used phrase should be freely available to all who make, sell and eat and celebrate tacos, says Taco Bell. Uh-huh. Uh, since Taco John's owns the trademark, other restaurants and companies must seek permission to use Taco Tuesday when they do any kind of branding or advertising. I did not know this. This seems like a I weird either. thing to own. But I'm sure, 100% sure that if, if Taco Bell would have come up with the Taco Tuesday trademark before Taco John's, I'm sure they would have said, you know what? Out of the goodness of our heart, we're not going to maintain this trademark because it, it should be for the uh, freely available to all who make, sell, eat, and celebrate tacos. You've basically described the problem with our modern life. You've just done it. <laughs> this is the problem because there's yeah. no way they yeah. would do that if they already owned it. Not and, a chance. Yeah. yeah. So they want us to be all, oh, look at them working for us, doing good things for the people. Bullshit. Right. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, it says, yeah. Taco Bell added this. They said, uh, nobody should have the exclusive rights to a common phrase. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if I say, uh-huh. if I start saying Taco John's head for the border or whatever. Right, or, exactly. Yes. Then that's fine. Well, hold on there. Yeah, hold on one second, Taco Smell. Yo quiero Taco John's. Yeah. Wait one wait, wait a second. You've got a small dog in a commercial? Wait a second. <laughs> that should be common. People all have yeah. dogs. Maggie Mettler, director of legal for Taco Bell's parent company, Yum Brands, uh, sold Yum. on the stock market under the name Yum. <laughs> told CNN that it's using the trademark law to remedy the injustice in a bold brand action. We hope others will be willing to support, says Met- Mettler. Uh-huh. That sounds like someone, that, that name's awful close to meddler, like meddling. You're meddling with things. Yeah, you're meddling in our, <laughs> it would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for those meddling kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even says here, although Taco Bell's action sounds a little tongue-in-cheek, the company says they're very serious. And it may have a strong case because Taco Tuesday has become a commonly used phrase, according to trademark attorney Josh Gerben. Yeah, but Run for the Border also became popular. What are you trying to say? Right. But it became popular out of context with, with Taco John's. Taco Tuesday did. Oh, Whereas I see Whereas Run for saying. the Border is popular in context of Taco Bell. That's a good point. So that's, yeah. that's probably where, you know, where there might be grounds. Yeah. There's only two Maybe. places you hear Run for the Border. You got... Immigration. <laughs> you yeah. got immigration and tacos. That's it. Right. Exactly. Yes. Uh, all right. This one's weird. <laughs> this one I hesitated on because I'm just so annoyed by this person, but I'm going to read it. Okay. Um, okay. Tech billionaire. It's the dude who sold uh, Venmo to PayPal for like, I don't know, 
two billion dollars or something. Oh yeah. So this yeah. is the, the Venmo oh, well, creator. a name that sounds like an AI version of this show. Kind of yeah. It's it's weird. Tech billionaire spent two million dollars. He spends two million dollars a year right now currently uh-huh. to look uh-huh. young and is now swapping blood with his seventeen year old son and his seventy year old grandfather or old father. So the kid's grandfather. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're swapping blood. Brian. I mean, if he thinks that getting his seventeen-year-olds, his seventeen-year-old son's blood is going to make him look younger, then why is he bothering with his seventy-year-old father's blood? That's uh, a really good point. We're going to find out together. But this is the guy, Chad. I'm putting up a video, uh, photo of this dude. Um, his the, like Paul Rudd in the photo I found. Yep. <laughs> his name is Brian Johnson. He's he's yeah. an unholy combination. He's of not us. the lead singer of ACDC. No, definitely not. Uh, although he's trying to live as long as him, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is what he says, uh, or this is what this article says. With all the money in the world to spend, the rich and the famous can afford to go pretty extreme uh, in terms of their lengths to remain forever youthful. Gwyneth Paltrow, of course, recently revealed the Art of Being Well podcast that sure. she fasts sure. until noon and only has one chicken broth or only has chicken broth for lunch. Uh, <laughs> all the while hooked up to an IV vitamin drip for an entire interview. That's weird. Oh, sure. Uh, wow. Dem- Demi Moore, or Demi, as I used to say in high school, has... <laughs> She's half a more. That's right. She's enlisted to, or the help of a highly trained medical leeches to suck and detoxify <laughs> her blood. I, I, let's, can we analyze that phrase? Highly trained medical leeches. Yeah. Like they're, what does that they're, even mean? Yeah. They're leeches that went to four years of college, eight years of college. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Long internships those leeches have. Uh, highly trained. Yeah. They spend years oh, just getting ready to have their first patient. These oh, leeches. Demi Moore, what happened to you, man? Yeah, well, there she... was a. I watched a really uncomfortable. I think it was it was posted on Demi Moore's Twitter or something, but it was for Bruce Willis's birthday uh, this year. They all were singing to him in the kitchen, and uh, oh yeah, I saw this. I think and and, and she... it's like they finish singing. And it's like Demi Moore says, no, that's not enough. We need more singing. And so she starts another song that they all are like, okay, we'll sing for He's a Good Jolly Good Fellow. And, oh, no, it's not enough. We need to sing this. And it's like everybody, it just feels like everybody is uncomfortable in that kitchen except for Demi Moore. That's weird because the version of that I saw stopped at the end of birth, the birthday song. I didn't know she Oh, kept there going. were two or three songs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is weird. And Bruce, and Bruce Willis is just kind of sitting there. Yep. Thumbs up. All yeah. right. Good. Yeah. Doing all right. He wants yeah. out. You could tell he wanted it. I could kind of, <laughs> I kind of felt like he didn't want to be there in the first place, but then that must have been uncomfortable. For sure. Yeah. Um, actually, was she filming? I didn't even know she was there. Yeah. I think she was the one holding the camera. Yeah. Cause you hear her very, very clearly, uh, over everybody else. Well, she, she, uh, I was gonna make a joke about how she slept with a guy for a million dollars. Was that movie? <laughs> it was indecent proposal. Right. That was her though. Right. Yeah. That was her. Yeah. It was Woody, her and Woody, Woody Harrelson, Harrelson and, and uh, uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah. yeah. I still uh, like the, uh, Chris Elliott parody of it though. <laughs> Yo, top heavy. Give me a, uh, Tipperillo and Saki and, uh, Sivu play. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I love him. And then, but does anyone make me cringe more? Probably not. No, no. But I still love him. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, this Brian Johnson guy, uh, his deal is recruiting his 17 year old son, Talmadge. This is his son's name. Okay. Uh, Talmadge. It's like the most old ass name, like 1700. It really is. Yeah. Talmadge, fetch me a horse, would you? Yes, um, I'm sorry I gave you this name. You're going to be in therapy forever, Talmadge. <laughs> or give me your blood. You decide. Uh, Talmadge and his 70-year-old father, Richard. Richard Johnson. 
which is mm, kind of redundant. Could be Dick. <laughs> yeah. It's the same damn name. Yeah, yeah. To join him in the world's first multi-generational plasma exchange. Last month, the trio headed to the Resurgence Wellness, a medical spa in Texas, where, according to Bloomberg, the youngest Johnson got a full liter of his blood removed. For context, the human body has about five liters of blood, so that's a fifth of your blood. No kidding. Jeez. And separated into a batch of liquid plasma and then batches of red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. So all separated. I'm sure they gave him uh, an orange juice and a chocolate chip cookie when he was Uh, done. I'm sure. I'm sure of it as well. Just so you don't fit, you know, on the way out. And a Bob the Builder Band-Aid. It says, says Brian underwent uh, the same process with the addition of having the same quantity of his son's plasma infused into his veins. And then finally, the multimillionaire's father... uh, had some of his own blood drained to make room for Brian's good stuff. Oh, gotcha. So so he took a liter of of blood from the youngest. Yep. Yep. And then took some blood from from uh, Brian, the middle dude. Mm-hmm. And added the the kid's blood to it, put some in him, and then had some of the old man's blood removed so that you could put some. Of the, but old man's blood probably just thrown out. Right. Go, gross. Ugh. Old man blood. Old nah. man, nobody wants old man blood. Are you kidding? Nobody wants old man blood. And then, oh, jeez. Chad, this here's a picture a- of the uh, the son and the. I think I can put this in Discord. It's being weird, though. Let's see. I'll try that again. Yeah. It's a weird some, I couldn't uh, see more than just the headline in the top photo because of the. Does that open if you click that? Oh, that's an AVIF file. Yeah, it wants to download heck? something onto my computer, Scott. Malware, malware. I don't These new, like, WebEx and these stupid new formats. Oh, freaking, WebD, yeah. Like, we need any of that. Come on. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, there they geez. are. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, I see that creepy-ass photo. Yeah, I don't like it. That's the sun no. in the back. There's the main guy in the front. I, you know, I'll admit he's looking young. Yeah. He's but, our, or no, he's 45, almost 46. So I don't know, whatever. This is how supervillains are created, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have we not learned anything from any of the movies we've seen? Come on now. Does that kid go to high school and they go, oh, hey, uh, Richard, or no, hey, Talmadge. Talmadge. Uh, how was yeah. your weekend? Oh, I took a fifth of my blood and put it up my dad's ass. <laughs> I put a fifth of my blood into my dad. What'd you do? Oh, yeah. Saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I saw Guardians. I played Fortnite. What did you do? I changed blood with Grandpa. My blood, my my dad and Grandpa have my blood now. Uh, cool. What was the TV show? Was it Silicon Valley where there was a character who was yeah it was Silicon Valley where the the main character who's kind of like a uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, you know, um, Elon Musk narcissist, mm. played by the guy from uh, uh, one of the great great characters from the um uh the hbo mormon uh oh uh um, yeah true love or no big love big love big love big love yeah Uh, anyway yeah gavin yeah gavin belson right had a blood boy right that basically (laughs) kept giving him fresh blood (laughs) that was such a good show like let me say let me tell you something about this let me give you a utah perspective here sure uh, polygamy's outlawed here. You you can't. It's against the law. Sure. However, sure. there are people who fly under the radar and live the way those characters did, and they just either lie or there's money under the table or whatever, so they don't ever get busted. Mm-hmm. And it happens all the time. And they look just like uh, 
what's the name? Bill, uh, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton yeah. and all the, yeah. all those women and stuff. Like everyone, they always, all look like Chloe 70. Not too many of them sadly look like Jennifer Goodwin. No. Yeah. <laughs> but the ones that are hiding in plain sight all look like, Hey, they just look like me and you. And then there's sure, always these yeah. groups that are like out in places like Fillmore or Beaver where it's like a big compound and everyone's old dressing sex. like, yeah. yeah. And they're all dressing in these old ass dresses and weird uh, bonnets and all that. Anyway. So that show actually kind of got a lot of, a lot of what they did was was sure. they got it right. It was it was wow. pretty pretty good, pretty good show. Yeah, what was that actor's name? There it is, Matt Ross. Uh, also, Albie. I also miss uh, Bill Paxton horribly. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, there's yeah. a guy and that should be Harry with Dean us. Stanton was in there. Yeah, he was great. Uh, he was creepy good in there. Uh, Grace Zabriskie, I think we've lost. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. She was younger. I think we lost her before. Oh no, she's still around. I was gonna say there was somebody that, that was in Twin Peaks, or that that um, along with Harry Dean Stanton, that was like, oh, we lost two of the two of the uh, fine folks from uh, from Twin Peaks. But Harry Dean was like a million, right? He was really old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can deal with him going away. These people that died in the '80s. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean it's not like good that they're dead. It's just like, oh, okay, that's no, the perfect no, but, life yeah. range. You've done great. Exactly. Well done. Yes, he was born in 1926. He. Uh, uh, He'd be close to 100 now. He died four or five years ago. Yeah. He died in 1978 when that alien picked him up in the middle of the ship. And then <laughs> a stroma. Uh, um, poor janitor. All right. Poor, poor space janitor. Yeah. Poor, poor, he was a space janitor. He was a space janitor. I love that the crew had a janitor, basically. <laughs> or at the very least, he looked and acted like it. Uh, yeah. All right. Here's a here's our final story for the day. A Minnesota man invented a beer-powered motorcycle. Been waiting uh, for this. Wow. Yeah. But Minnesota, not Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Wisconsin kind of dropped the ball on this one. It'd be a, a, a cheese-powered motorcycle. Oh, a cheese-powered motorcycle. Good point. Yeah, okay. Uh, Minnesota inventor gained a following for his unusual vehicles, unva- unveiled his latest creation, a beer-powered motorcycle. motorcycle. Motor. Kai Mitchelson, I believe, or Michelson. Not Mitchell. Uh, I would say Michelson. Yeah. yeah. Who uh, previously inventions, his inventions included a rocket powered toilet. Not sure how that worked. <laughs> it's for your bullet, it's where your <laughs> bulletproof coffee goes. <laughs> yeah, it's a good compliment to your bulletproof coffee. Uh, a jet powered coffee pot. I don't know why these are all jet powered, but. No, he I'm, just really likes adding jet power. It's how I am with the. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. It's like, oh, can I stick a, can I glue a jet onto this? Well, tell me what ha- a rocket. Tell me what happens when I do that. Sure. It says the, uh, let's see, beer powered motorcycle he created in uh, Bloomington uh, in his garage has a 14 gallon keg with a heating coil instead of a gas powered engine. The coil heats the beer up to 300 degrees, which then oh, becomes wow. superheated steam uh, in these nozzles that then propel the bike forward. I'm guessing that thing doesn't go that fast, though. He claims he gets up to 150 miles per hour. Well, sure. I mean, it's a steam-powered motorcycle that that you could put any liquid that can generate steam, that can be boiled into steam. Yeah, he even says in a quote, uh, it could be any kind of liquid. It could be oh. a red... <laughs> he says, it could be Red Bull. It could be caribou coffee. It could be anything. But beer, why not, he says. It's looking for product placement right there. He's like, could be Red Bull. Yeah. It could be caribou coffee. Wink, wink. Yeah. Let's get a deal done. Let's get that ink on paper. <laughs> exactly. Could be Pap's Blue Ribbon. Wink, wink. I guess it could just be water, right? Yeah. That's, would... that's probably the uh, the most common steam 
uh, wouldn't you want to do that? Like, you don't want to have beer smell all over the place, right? But would somebody get as much attention if it was a uh, man invents steam-powered motorcycle? Mm. Eh, Okay, I think think just beer-powered motorcycle that gets the headlines. Yeah, you just nailed it. That's one hundred percent it. Yeah, but whatever. You got to you know, got to hustle. Got to be a hustle bro these days. That's right. Get anything done? To know how the jet-powered toilet works. Yeah. yeah. Your poop is instantly vaporized. Gonna go ahead and say they buried the lead. I want to know yeah, more about that. Yeah, I think so. That. Yeah. Uh, that is it for news. And boy, aren't you glad you've been informed. So now stick around and be helped by my sister Wendy, who will be here after the song break. She's gonna teach us a thing or two about dysmorphia mm, uh, based on a message excellent. that we got. Yeah, I have a bit of this myself, so I'm curious about this. Oh, yeah. This. For sure. Uh, so watch for that. That's coming up right after this song break. Brian, what'd you bring? Well, uh, a big mess came out on uh, on Friday, Scott. It's an album called "A Big Mess," oh. a, a brand new album from the band Tan Lines. Uh, this uh, early next month, they're coming out with a record release show in Brooklyn at Elsewhere. This is the band Tan Lines. Big thanks to uh, Merge Records for letting me know about this one. Tan Lines is uh, two guys. It's Eric M and Jesse Cohen. And this is their highly anticipated new album, The Big Mess. It's their first LP in eight years. Excuse me. And this is the first single from said LP. It is New Reality. Here are 10 lines. Talking to myself, saying stupid shit, always on the phone, got the hang of it. Lane, 
This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. What happens when you cross rock and roll with the world's most spectacular wildlife creatures? It's really good to know that whenever you know I need to talk to somebody, I can call my angel guide. And we've returned. Tell me who that was again mm-hmm. so I can add to my music collection. I'll be happy to do that. That was Tan Lines and a brand new song from their new album, which is called The Big Mess. That song you heard was called New Reality. Sounds all right to me. Yeah. Sounds all yeah. right to me. Yeah, did all you right. see the video of uh, Kid Rock uh, shooting up a uh, whole like busload of Bud Light? No. Uh, no. That Because he was all angry about the, the transgender... Uh, they're one, the they're one tiny web-based freaking promotion that somehow right, everybody... Right, exactly. One can that was given to a transgender woman uh, with her face on it. Uh, so Kid Rock uh, really, really showed Bud Light by going out and spending a lot of money on Bud Light cans and cases. <laughs> oh, here it is. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, there he is. Showing. Okay. He's such a... Whatever. Yeah. Look, yeah. uh... uh whatever people do what you're gonna do (laughs) people do what you're gonna do all right trying to tell everybody else what to do that's what i have a problem with i don't care exactly i don't care how you're you have your have your thing just do it away from me just get away yeah um all right let's get windy in as uh as i like to call her windy but it's wendy Uh, it was never windy but it was was always windy. windy no the i is at the end not in the middle of the name correct and uh, it's important that we know, that we note that here for the listener. Uh, we're gonna ring her and uh, check it out. Wendy. I mean, uh, uh, random. Not a chance. Oh my gosh, it's Wendy, my sister, who's oh my uh, gosh, joining hi. us. Hi. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Hey, we were just talking about Minnesota. There's a guy that made a. <laughs> That's moment. how we greet. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my gosh, dear. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, we oh, got. Gosh. We were just talking about a dude who made a motorcycle with a beer engine in where you live. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty totally. cool. I'm not one, but surprised. Yeah, that sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a little Midwest action, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah, there's some everything that's kind of slightly quirky, but yeah, hopefully good for the planet. It's going to come from here. That's right. <laughs> and like good, the attempt yeah. and the quirkiness. It's like a weird combo, or yeah. just like a someone who's I don't know created a thing that's strange, or like really. New actors out of nowhere will often be from some small town here too. That's the other weird part. Like you know, Winona Ryder, she's from Winona, Minnesota. Oh, I didn't know. Uh, that. Is that true? I know that's really old there. reference, but uh, there are some new ones. Like I think it's the America, the Chinese Amer- the America, Chinese. Oh come on, do you know the Hulu show that's just come out? Oh, oh uh, 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 wait, the, the Hulu one. Yeah, it's yeah, Disney Hulu. Plus. Asian Hulu. American. What is it? Dang it. Oh, oh uh, born Asia or something like born, that. Uh, born Chinese born American. Asian born American. Asian, that's yes. it. That's it. There we go. So the star of that out of nowhere is, well, I'm sure he hit this from somewhere. Aquafina is Nora from Queens. 
<laughs> no, not it's actually that a really good show, by the way. <laughs> oh, is, is it? That? Never, never it's saw excellent. It. It's really good. Yeah. Is it too much Aquafina in the no, way that? As a matter of fact, okay. that's even that's not even as much Aquafina as you get in Shang Chi. Okay, then I'm down because yeah. she, I can just only take so much of her. But she's great. I like her, but she's just such yeah. a over the top, freaking out all the time and other Your stuff. Thing is important. Yeah, it's really important. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, beer can motorcycle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Beer. Plus, you guys are good for like Fargo backdrop story and all that. Totally yeah. right. I love it. And if you want to learn the accent, just pull your face back and make your neck wide. Uh huh. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. how you do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dear. And to do say it. okay. Oh, oop. Just say that. Oop. <laughs> oop. Oop. Like oop. Uh, oop. Like uh, my oop. car. Like like. Excuse me. You got to get past. You just say oop. Oh. <laughs> really? I want to start doing yeah, that. I love it. I can't stop it. And it feels, my kids are always like, oh, why are we saying this word? I'm like, because we are from here now. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, yeah, they, it's, that's, a, it's a great place. It's their home. You got to embrace it while you're there. It's I all know, good. Right? Right. Uh, well, anyway, it's good to have you here, Wendy. My sister, Wendy, of course, a real therapist, helps people all the time with her uh, with their real problems. And today, uh, like all Thursdays, for the most part, she's coming here to help you guys. And we have a very short but interesting email that we got actually came in the form of a text from a listener. And um, we're going to read that today. It's about body dysmorphia. It's a thing I think I have a little bit of. So I'm curious about this Um, and have my entire life, but never really know what it was called. But anyway, here's what it says. (laughs) Hi guys. I have a question for therapy Thursday. I'm a 47 year old father of two, and I still worry about how I look as much as I did as a kid in high school. Is this normal? My wife says it's body dysmorphia in quotes, but uh, I think that sounds too clinical. I just figured everyone always thought they looked bad in a mirror. Love to hear what Wendy's take on this is on this subject. Thanks. PD, whoever PD is. Thank you for the message. PD. 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 Maybe. maybe it was PD. Pete. Maybe Pete's uh, sending you a thing and pretending yeah, to be a 47 year old so. man. He definitely does not care at all what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I admire <laughs> that about Pete. Pete's like, whatever. I, I uh, went to his room the other night and I was like, all right, time for bed. And I look, he looks up. And there's this split moment, like, should I tell her what I'm actually doing? Yeah. I'm like, you know, whatever you want to tell me. Yeah. And he's training himself how to pick locks. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And nice. I was like, okay. And he's like, I mean, I'm not going to steal anything or break in it. I was like, okay. I didn't even think that. Uh, now I think that. Now I think it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. No, we just brought really that up cool. yesterday when you were doing uh, our game. We had a game yesterday and one of the answers came yeah. back. Uh, pick locks was a geeky activity or whatever. Right. Yeah. A geeky hobby that somebody has always wanted to try and, and hasn't okay. yet. And there's, you know, there's some really cool sets you can get, uh, I think, through Brian Brushwood's company that uh, teach you oh, how cool. to. How to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What he took was, and this tells you the state of things at our house. um, Our front doorknob just came off the other day. Yeah. Oh, God. And all the kids had to scramble out of the garage to catch the bus. It was very, it was very May like. That's intense. The nightmare. Uh, Anyway, so he just took, we got a new thing. I don't know how it even came off, (laughs) but we got a new one. So he's just been picking the house. (laughs) I love that. that Came off the door. So Such he can break into our house and need to. He add. is the coolest right, kid ever. Right. I love the stuff he's interested in. I think that's yeah, awesome. That's, that's cool. Um, also, this went, oh, really quick. This is just a can someone help me? Yeah. I'll just Google this. I know, but his summer goal is to build himself a metal lathe 
Oh, is that even? Oh, what? Build yourself sure. a, a metal lathe. Well, I mean, I got to look up what a metal lathe even is. I didn't even know it's it could like a thing be that metal? spins um, metal or you know spins metal around so that you can uh, you can carve it. Like making Bill's shown us videos where people like make uh, stuff out of coins uh, by using. Oh, oh so or, this or, is literally like a like a wood lathe but for for metal, I guess. For metal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. There's a picture of one chat. Um, is it? What what does he want it for? What's he doing? Yeah, that's the question. He want to make, he wants to make shields or something. <laughs> I don't know, but he wants to make the lathe. He doesn't want to buy a lathe. He wants to sure. make the lathe. Okay. Which he talks about in mixed company all the time, and I'm like, you gotta tone this down. <laughs> like that it's a problem that it's a mixed company. Like uh, Ooh, don't know what the present. word lathe Please means. Don't. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean. <laughs> I love it. Nobody so, knows what that is. <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming you could probably part by part something like this, but you'd have to source all of yeah. it. Like I don't know where you. I get also all need that. it to last all summer. So if anyone has done this before, please help me. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. I don't want to be in charge or be have anything to do with it. I just want a kid to be able to do it and don't watch YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's my goal. Yeah. 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 Although YouTube might be your best source for how to build a metal lathe. Oh, I guarantee that's why he wants to. It's yeah. Sure. Yeah. But, that makes sense. Um, okay. Sorry. We digress. Body dysmorphia. Body right, so dysmorphia. So let's talk about a couple yeah. questions I have is what was going on in high school? Like, yeah. okay. So the phrase like, Oh, I think about how I look as much as I did in high school could mean a couple things. Yeah. One, it was just like, why can't I just stop caring? As I get older, like this is stupid that I'm still care like I did in high school, or I overly, overly cared in high school, right? Um, and it's problematic. I'm gonna go with the first one first. Like, mm. let's just say it's the normal amount that you're like, "Ooh, people are looking at me, and I got to take my shirt off at a swim party," and you know, there's just a sure. bit of yeah. that built in. And kids are cruel. Yeah, terrible. kids are mean, mm-hmm. horrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's all. As good as the jocks. Yeah. 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 The jocks were. <laughs> shoving you in a locker all yeah, that. Right. so really are, trauma around yeah. this could be very legitimately real sure. right like it whether it was actually happening in a, a bullying sense or the fear that it would happen yeah all legit right, right. okay totally. so let's say it's the oh kids are looking at me you know so as an adult my question would be you know are you just wondering all the time if you're being watched or checked out or you know how how much is this mentally interrupting your day mm-hmm. versus how much is, you know, you glance in a mirror and go, what? I don't look like I did in high school. You know, mm-hmm. it could be one of those things. Sure. Okay. So we're going to use you, Scott, because I know you've talked a little bit about this before. <laughs> sure. <laughs> tell, tell us what your experience is. We're just going to pretend this is your email. <laughs> okay. So when I was a kid, um, I thought I was uh, way too skinny and... Um, partly that's because everybody would tell me that, but I just felt like yeah. a string being. My brother Mark would tell me it all the time, uh, just constantly being told I was too skinny. My chest was all kind of caved in, kind of concave, big bone sticking out the back, just a bony, weird kid. And the taller I got, the worse it got. Um, and I look back at pictures of myself, like swimming or whatever. I looked fine. I looked like your average. Like normal. Normal. Yeah. I look like yeah. a 13-year-old yeah. just growing like he's supposed to. But at the time, I just thought I looked like I must look like an alien to people. And when I looked in the mirror, I was like, "Man, what is what even is this creature?" I remember feeling that way a lot growing up. Mm. And then there was always this in, this feeling of like, "Well, it'll all be fixed if you can just gain weight, either muscle weight or just weight or something." 
So I would eat a lot. I would go uh, do lift weights with the Kellogg kid, like all this kind of stuff. And nothing would stay because my metabolism was like that of a hummingbird. And I just I'd lost weight without <laughs> thinking about it. So I just never sure. gained any weight. Well, you know, jump ahead to my late 20s, early 30s. And suddenly the table flips and I'm and I can put on weight and I don't want to because it's more than I wanted. And then I'd look in the mirror and have the exact opposite problem. It's like, mm. gosh, dang it. Look at this mm-hmm. fat freaking manatee in this mirror here. What is this? And Kim's looking at me going, you're fine. What are you talking about? You're like one of the slimmest people in our lives. How, are, how do you see this? In our lives. Yeah. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the lighting. I blame it on other stuff, but it was just always just heinous, hideous. It's not mm. all that different today. I've learned to kind of give less craps about it. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know what it is now? I don't feel any of the social pressure. So if it's like, hey, a whole bunch of us adults are all going to get in a hot tub and talk tonight. I'll go, eh, go into that. See ya. <laughs> Have fun tonight. <laughs> like, I don't care enough to to force it for the social reasons. I'd much rather just not go through the ordeal at all. And okay. um, it's but not like... avoiding it because you have to get, take your shirt off? Yeah, because I just look heinous. I just look at myself and go, ugh. Like, right now, I've actually lost a bunch of weight, and I'm getting way closer to my goals. And I look in the mirror, and I still think, ugh, who is this? And Kim's like, you've lost so much weight. You look freaking great. You look as good as you did... 20 years ago. Why are you, what is the deal? I'm like, I don't know what the deal is. So I feel like I can relate to this guy, maybe even more. He's probably not even half this, but my whole life has been like this. And I don't know why part of it was pressure from, you know, I, I grew up in the freaking John Hughes eighties, man. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody was so like, uh, you know, if you weren't, <laughs> if you weren't super good looking, whatever the standard was, then you were some kind of freak, or at least that's kind of how it felt socially. And plus, I was into nerdy stuff, so that didn't help. And uh, I don't know, it's just kind of effed. So now, similar thing, but I just don't care as much. <laughs> you know, I just it'll be know. it'll be interesting because Pete absolutely one hundred percent has your body type. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he clearly also likes to pick locks and make metal lathes. So he's he's on the road, but it's such a different world in right. terms of uh, the risk factors are definitely different, but maybe straight up kids bullying you for being thin mm. in the mm. Midwest might not be a thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, too too thin or or just like nerdy stuff is cool. His whole school is built system is built around nerd stuff. Like right. it's I think there's some differences. However, the how you see it can start from experiences that you have, which clearly there are some experiences that you had, right? Right. Um, this just doesn't come from nowhere, right? What really, and this is what social media is so dangerous, uh, is so dangerous around body image kinds of things is that it shows you things that are just not real or possible for you there. It's not your genetic subtype. You you know, if you shared the same parents as these people and then used, um, you know, whatever to fix all the flaws. Okay. But that's what's hard is we are human. And so what we see is what we compare ourselves to, right? right? So, so a combination of all those things can sort of lend itself to not seeing yourself accurately, and also not being comfortable no matter what. And that is really what's hard here. So, this guy's wife is saying, "Hey, maybe have body dysmorphia because she's probably heard it over and over. Like Kim has heard it over and over. There's no way they, your wives, can convince you." that you're okay because it's not actually about size. It's not actually about composition. It doesn't matter how much you weigh. This is something else that 
occurs. Yeah. Back so, in two, like I'll give you an example. Back in 2014, yeah. I lost a ton of weight and I got right into the range I would love to stay at right around 195, something like that, 200 for my height is, is kind of optimal. And I did it. And I still mm-hmm. thought I didn't do it. I still would look in the mirror and go, eh, what is this? Like that. And, and part of me knows that's stupid. That's the other weird part about this is it's not, I'm not like living in a different reality where I, where I'm a hundred percent convinced of anything. I look right. at it and go, why do I see this when I know this isn't true? Like yeah. I, I kind of know it while I do it. It's, it's an odd thing. And I don't know why that so, is a thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. Well, okay. So we could figure this, and, and I would ask this guy the exact same question. So just pretend it's him when he's listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so Scott, in your case, you had an older brother who's just mean. He's he was mean. mean. Yeah. We were all scared of him. And for him to be the one vocalizing this, yeah. that is a different beast than uh, – even just a peer or, you know, like your younger sibling. Like if I ever said, Scott, you're too skinny. Oh, I wouldn't. Like, yeah, it wouldn't have ma- mattered as much. You would not have cared. No. And also. Also, like, I said a lot of rude stuff. Like when Wendy, I don't want to tell that story, but there are. There, there, whatever you're thinking, don't tell it. I'm not telling that story. <laughs> it's the question on whether or not you should tell that story. Do you remember the salt? Sure. Do you remember the salt flats thing that I did? Yeah, it's of course I do. Rude. Yeah. It uh-huh. was so rude. And look, I acknowledge it now, but back then, you know, you're a kid and whatever. I've you are. It. And that, and it, it matters that direction sometimes, but yeah. it definitely doesn't matter the other direction. Your little brother or sister could say whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a punching up, punching down thing, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. 100%. It's a power 100%. Dynamic. And so he punched down and he picked this thing that, I mean, I don't know how Mark felt about his body or if he's just a bully, but sometimes that's what bullies are picking on is their own issue yeah. coming at you in some sideways sort of way. Right. right. But, and yeah. he got a reaction out of you, but let's be honest, that's a hundred percent what older brothers want. It's that's just what they whatever want. reaction they can get. Yep. Right. They're the first trolls. They are the first. They are. They don't just, brothers. they don't chase people through the house with a cold soldering iron for nothing. You know, they know no. what they're doing. You, you right. find what puts fear in your victim's <laughs> eyes and then you do it. And then when they don't yeah. care. So you could have said, Wendy, you're, you're, I don't know. And I would have been like, what? That doesn't mean anything. But then you're like, I'm going to threaten you with a hot iron. Uh, it, that works. That right? works. It works. Yeah. So <laughs> it, that's part of it. it, it is it stuck? <laughs> Yeah. And it stuck for probably a reason. And, you know, you could find contextual clues like the era, um, the peer pressure, the time of your life, et cetera, et cetera. And what was the norm? So, like, I don't think there's, you know, everyone's got a different version for their body, for their own gender identity, for how they're supposed to look, how they're supposed to feel. And I'm going to get to a big esoteric discussion about this in a second. But let's just go back to this idea that trauma in some form, maybe small to big, probably has something to do with you not seeing your, your body accurately. Um, okay. Because we can go all the way to elite, elite athletes with perfect functioning, beautiful bodies who have the same exact feeling. Mm. So you're like, wait, what? And it's because it is not actually about the outside material. It's about how your brain identifies and identifies with and feels and describes sort of in this sort of felt sense in your body, it's relationship with your body. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you are in your body doing something like I played basketball with you when we were younger, yeah. we go play on at a park and you sure. know, and the way you would talk about yourself or sort of show up in the world, you would not think you could play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you can. Yeah. And it was super fun. And you were in your body 
playing well. Right. At that moment, if I had said, hey, do you think you look weird right now? I would have taken you out of your actual body doing the thing that it, it's good at and loves yep. and put you back in your head where it goes, I don't know. What do I look like? You know, like yeah. you can get to the, that, that place. So that disconnect is, is important. And I'll talk about that more in a second. Right. Real quick. I want to mention another thing that um, I, not that I officially have, but I definitely have the opposite of this, which is reverse body dysmorphia. Mm. Well, I think I look way better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I've got that. Like, yeah, you know, Brian, what's up, right? I don't know what the, what's up with that, but it's like uh, I, I look at myself in the mirror and think, all right, doing all right. And then Looking I see good. a photo of somebody, something, a photo of somebody taking me, and I'm like, what? Who's that blob? Do you, yeah, do you feel 100%. like I feel like one of the things Brian has an advantage over me? I don't really have what I would call a look. Like, Brian can wear like a fedora and a cool shirt. Yeah. And look like the guy that's going to, all right, we're in Vegas. Brian knows where we're going. Let's do this. You know, like there's yeah. something, yeah. there's something about that. That is a, there's a confidence about that. Mm-hmm. I don't really have that. I have these stupid hats I wear on days where I ran or uh, jogged and didn't shower before the show. <laughs> so I'm wearing that for that reason today. Um, but I don't really, you know, I don't have a, like a look or anything. I think I just have. I don't, if I feel like if I had that, like if I could go, oh, okay, well, if I get my usual blah, it doesn't have to be clothes, but like whatever it is, haircut, I don't know, then, then I've got, ah, the, now I'm ready for the world and whatever it throws at me or whatever. I don't have Do you know that all my real steps fans are screaming right now. They're all screaming like, because it's not about any of it, Scott. (laughs) It's not about what you wear. It's not about what you weigh. It's about something else. And so actually, let me let me steer this to Brian for a second because sure. we're going to check out where his reverse BDD comes from. Where where does it come from? Where does it where end does it come is from? more the question. Yeah. Yeah. Where does it go? Yeah, where does it end? <laughs> so, well, all right, Brian, tell me this. Uh, yeah. Let me just ask some basic questions. Did sure. you play sports? Did you nope. – what kinds of activities have you – you know, taekwondo? <laughs> like what's your like in your body – sort of training or that um, kind of the thing. only thing that I've even consistently done since uh high school junior high school was cycling like I okay um even when I had a car I would still uh frequently cycle to school um uh-huh. bike to school um up these hills that I look at now and say wow how this how did I do this hill and not even um <laughs> not even break a sweat or not have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was like, I was cycling everywhere as a kid and that's just still followed me through up until now. That's the okay. only, really that's the only can outdoor I ask activity. You, yeah. Can I ask you what it feels like when you're cycling? What do you, how do you feel in your body when you're doing it? I feel like I'm flying, Wendy. I know. Uh, no. <laughs> I knew it. No, actually it's kind of true. I do. I feel like I'm, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, um, going way faster than I probably am. I feel really comfortable with whatever speed yeah. I'm going. Uh, I feel more in control of the bike than I probably do a car in some at some times. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I feel, uh, you know, I'll, I'll the, the probably might might be where you're going with this, but I do feel light on a bike. Yeah, your body feels at home. And your mind yeah. does not have to do anything with it. It's it's right. muscle memory to ride, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And all of the benefits of that. And and a, and a big sort of defining factor here is 
that your body is being useful for something you love and it's seen as powerful in that moment. Yeah. Like it is mm -hmm. literally an engine Sure. versus a lot of folks who don't, don't have any younger experience moving in any consistent ways in sports or swimming or, or dancing or something where their body was used for something that meant power. So mm -hmm. the research on, on girls in sports has, is pretty deep in, in terms of this. Um, because, you know, at one point there was zero funding and your uterus would fall out if you ran more than a mile and a half, <laughs> you know? So we right. had a nice start right. point in 1972 and we've been measuring stuff since. And what you find is, is girls and women who participate in regular sports see their bodies differently because mm -hmm. it's useful and it doesn't have this just my, my only a role here is for the male gaze <laughs> or for the, also the female judgy gaze, you know, like yeah, that yeah. whole thing is, is disrupted a little bit. And, and so, you know, I think there's, there's one piece to that of why movement that you love and you can find sort of flow in, it can be really a, a deterrent for some of this body dysmorphia. So I would ask this guy, are you moving on a regular basis in any way that you are finding flow? And Scott, same for you. What is your movement where you find flow? My flow, um, this is going to sound weird. I feel very confident. Maybe it's because of all, all the examples around me. <laughs> I feel very confident walking, like strutting through a mall or a public place. <laughs> okay. That same, may sound a yeah. little bit weird, but it's like, all right, I'm in, I'm downtown. I'm walking three blocks to whatever. And I just feel... I, I felt this a little bit in Vegas as well. And I think it's because the stuff I think I see about myself when I'm in a big place full of a bunch of people with a lot of variety, because everybody's everyone's different, right? Everybody's yeah. totally unique. There's not mm -hmm. a bunch of clones. Mm -hmm. I, I go, and this isn't, <laughs> I don't want this to sound like I'm going, oh, look at these guys. They're way fatter than I am. It's not what I mean. <laughs> but there is this feeling of like, no, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Why, why was I worried about this? Uh, everyone looks like they look and same with me and, and I feel confident just kind of strutting up and down. Like when we were in Vegas a couple of weeks ago, strutting up and down the strip, that lady yelled. So I'm going to argue that strutting is not uh, enough uh, of a <laughs> movement to get what I'm getting at. However, <laughs> you are describing that your brain relaxes with the social comparison you give it. Yeah. It doesn't relax when you look in a mirror or see pictures of yourself. Right, right. right. Or, so, so how do you just feel in your own body? Like right now... Oh, that's How the other place feel I feel. That's the other place I feel good, or or, or don't worry about this stuff. Is on air, making okay. content. I don't feel any of that stuff that I just that I just told you about. Like I feel right. chilled out. I feel confident. Um, like I don't know. This is like a this is a good easy place for me. It's like you know, it is a little bit like when I would when I would play basketball with people where the pressure wasn't there. Like it wasn't for any kind of. Mm -hmm trophy or first place or it was just because we're playing and we're getting exercise and we're having fun and and basketball is just great when you're not doing it for any other reason other than the, the fun that that it can be it's it's a little like that where yeah. you just it's all out of your head and you don't think about it and so other than this segment talking to you about it otherwise shows that's how i, I feel at my you know my most chill which is weird because a lot of people are like, I couldn't do that. It's so many people listening. How do you not die every time? And it's it's the opposite for me for whatever reason. Right, right. And so for whatever reason, you and, and I would say exposure, right? You've done this so much. Yeah, probably. And since, 
a little kid, you, you know, been trained to talk in front of people and feel comfortable around others. And yeah. we come from talking stock. We really do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of that just comes naturally, but that is something similar for people in their body. Right. 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 They can just feel really at home in their body. In fact, sometimes that's the safest place people feel. Now, what I what I am finding, at least this is anecdotal, and I'm sure the research will follow, <laughs> is just more and more people are out of their bodies. Um, trauma is a great example of it is dangerous to be in your body when you have been traumatized. Yeah. Uh, it can feel dangerous because, you know, all the alarm bells go, go off, you're Adrenal glands do their thing. Your cortisol shoots through the roof. You got a fight, flight, or flee. You got all that going on, and maybe you're trapped. Or, but your body is the is the mechanism where all this stuff happens. And so, often a response is to exit the body and go somewhere else in your mind. Right. right? When people are really stressed or feeling crappy, what do they do? Um, they do something to get their mind off it. They do something, you know, to to, to distract or get away from it. What can be, you know, people can do this in the extreme with, with, um, exercise. Obviously they can just overdo that as a way to escape, but more often we are disconnected from our body rather than we are in our body. Um, and so that's one of the, the things I would suggest for this person is to look around your life and see, are you in your body more or less at different times? Are you, are you constantly sort of Hmm. escaping some of that, um, because there is kind of this disconnect of I'm looking at an image that doesn't feel right. So what does, what would feel right? And like you're saying, it's impossible to find it. So maybe it's not that you get your body to fit the feeling you are looking for and, and you move to get your feeling to fit the body you have. Right. Um, and that is not, this is not simple. Sometimes you need help walking through what possible trauma has created that? Like I, I would, if I, you were my client, absolutely make you work on how Mark treated you, right? Like yeah. that's that seems real obvious. Hi, Mark, no. if you're listening. He's not. Um, <laughs> he doesn't listen. He's too busy. Uh, he's he he spends all his time on conspiracy websites. He's he's. Fine. Oh, so we were fine. Okay, yeah. so then, <laughs> so that other idea though for this person is just kind of take a look at that if that's something there. Um, I would suggest for both Kim and his wife that you know, you're going to want to make your spouse feel better. So you're going to try to convince them that they're missing it. Um, one idea is to just don't convince them. Just say, how does it feel in your body? Like what feels good scan your body right now. What feels like the right thing? What feels wrong? Um, and as we age, Everyone who's listening is just like, oh, I don't have any of this. Well, it's coming for you in some form, right? And if you've ever like twisted your ankle and then that's all you can ever think about for the rest of the day, (laughs) it's like our ankles are fragile and how are we all walking around on them? Mm. That is your mind taking over a bodily sensation and trying to save you from it or trying to understand or explain it, right? Mm. Mm. And so it's coming for all of us in some form, Um I think it was Megan Fox recently has talked about her body dysmorphia Mm. um, and some others. And you're just like, excuse me, what now? You know, and it's because that is not it's not what it it is about. Yeah. Um, And how many times are there people who we look at as just beautiful, you know, perfect human beings as represented on film or Instagram or whatever? How, How often are they dealing with that same thing that it's just it's it's not exclusive to 
No. You know, guys like this guy wrote in. It's like there are people in really high places of fame who, you know, have to deal with some really dark stuff because it doesn't matter how much adoration you get. Also, with that adoration comes a lot of jealousy and hatred. Yeah. And you're spending all and your time conversely, questioning. Yeah. Conversely, people who are in larger bodies being really comfortable, like let's say Lizzo from Minnesota. Woo, woo, um, <laughs> I didn't know she was from there. Threatening. It's super threatening to be like, wait, but hold on. That's not allowed. Like Mm. you can't actually love the skin you're in and feel confident because I am smaller than you and I hate myself, right? Like there's a bit of like both ways here in, in either direction. And it's because it is so individual. And what is triggering you about a certain thing is probably really related to what's going on you know, for you. So yeah, I, if I summarized, it would be like, look for any trauma to see if there's some stuff that needs help and resolve. And then the other is, um, sort of figuring out some ways that this is what's happening to you frequently and why, and see if you can tweak your life a little differently. So for example, I, I probably should have defined this. So body dysmorphia disorder, which means it's so chronic that it's interrupting your ability to function very well, right? Right. It's a bigger deal. I think body dysmorphia is probably almost everyone. And then a disorder level is obviously very different and can be connected to eating disorders and other things. But body dysmorphia is where a person spends a lot of time worrying about flaws in their appearance. So that can be your face, everything, you know, your size, all the different things. Um, These flaws are often unnoticeable to others. And then it doesn't matter how old you are. It's most common in teenagers and young adults, and it affects men and women. So just to clarify, it's everybody. Yeah. Um, You're definitely, definitely not alone. But what are the things? So so let me ask both of you, Brian, with your reverse body disorder. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'm just telling you, enjoy it. That's great. It's really rare. No, it's – I feel like it's a problem because, uh, you know, if I – if I was more concerned about the way I looked, and I should probably be more concerned about the way I look, um, I'd probably exercise more and have a little bit more discipline to say, Ooh, I'd better hit the, better get on the bike again today or better make sure that I don't skip a day of, of uh, cycling. Well, what if, uh, what if we reframe that just a little bit? Instead of sure. worrying what you look like, what if you just worried what you felt like? Mm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, do I feel good? Do I feel strong? Do I feel like myself do i feel you know whatever you could add some yeah. other framing some mental Be- dysmorphia yeah because <laughs> well, basically what you look like is not motivating you to do anything different so right. we already have right. that fact and also yeah. it, there's a reason and it's a powerful reason this is why yo-yo dieting really exists is that 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 as a motivator is should be at the bottom of the the mm-hmm. pole and that's hard as yeah. a young person because that is all you're ever exposed to and we are very visual as humans right and so but as you get older it's time to switch it so now the mature brian is going to care how he feels (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's a good yeah you know what that's good can i add that to my the the card that i wrote that's still sitting on my desk about the i don't (laughs) do yes so i don't do i or you put it in a positive way or like i i don't I don't care what I look like. I there we go. I don't do I care I caring what I look like. <laughs> yes, I don't do what I'm caring what I look like. I do. I only care how I feel. There we go. I like yeah. that actually. Yeah, there's room. There's room on the card for that. Let me ask you this: okay. Why is Have it that. that like if somebody like okay, I the other day I didn't think I was looking all that great, 
I just didn't, I got up and went, oh, this shirt looks stupid, but whatever. We're going out the door. Let's go. Yeah. And all three of my kids separately uh, and someone I'm not related to all came up to me and said, dad, you look awesome today. What do you, these jeans are perfect. where did you get these? These look so good on you. Like all these compliments out of nowhere. And, and I, mm-hmm. and I even made sure it wasn't Kim trying to preempt this or make it, <laughs> make me feel good. Yeah. And I went, Oh, well, maybe this is just me again, seeing what he wants to see and not seeing what's real. Right. Yeah. And then I was, I felt better about all of it for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have just described the likes, uh, psychology on every social media account, like yeah, that feeling right. of, I have been approved by uh, my sphere is so powerful. It's yeah. one of our favorite drugs. Right. Right. But what ha- keeps happening is it doesn't actually change how you feel. Right. I mean, it can change it temporarily. It ta- yeah, it's temporary, it on- right? It's temporary. Because yeah. when Taylor said that, I went, um, and Taylor, you know, I, I trust, she's actually a, an opinion I, I trust on good eye. how people look, their fashion, that sort of thing. She's good at it. She's a photographer, yeah. you know, professionally. She knows this stuff. And I said, she says, you look like 15 years younger, Dad. This is great. You should wear these, you know, blah, 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 like this sort of stuff. And so temporarily for that rest of that day, I was like, yeah. Look at look at me, fifteen years younger than I used to be. This is pretty great, <laughs> yeah. you know. But then the so next good. day, I woke up and went burp and looked in the mirror and went, "Oh, burp!" And then just <laughs> kind of burped through the rest of my day. Are you literally burping? <laughs> no, so, but you know. Okay, so this is a great example of so Brian because yeah. he has reverse body dysmorphia. It's easier to solve his challenge. <laughs> Yay! 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 Brian's cured. Do it. In your case, Scott, and in our emailer, this is a little different, but but. Even maybe he just, had a maybe he had a brother that tore his pants off while his friends were there, uh, just so oh, yeah, he could maybe. laugh at me in my underwear or whatever. Maybe mm-hmm. that happened. My brother was kind of yeah, mean. Maybe there's no trauma. <laughs> he maybe. was kind of mean. You know, I don't know. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And and so you can. That is an important factor. It really is because it just keeps your system alert to how am I perceived. Yeah, that's what humiliation will do. That is why it's a powerful social tool to control. Right, right? right. is mm-hmm. it. It, it's sticky. It will last. So finding peace there would matter. Uh, the other thing is like, pay attention to yourself for just one day. And this is for the other guy too. Pay attention for a day. What is, what are you exposing yourself to or what are, what inputs do you have or what behaviors are you engaging in that set you right up for this? So one perfect example is to have an item of clothing that used to fit you, that you love and think you know, used to feel, feel good in that doesn't fit you because you've outgrown it. Yeah. Um, I mean, as kids, we were like, Oh my gosh, you've outgrown your pants. No way. You know, as adults, <laughs> we outgrow our, our clothes. Yeah. I mean, when you look at someone who's older, they don't look the same. We are changing. And I know it's really hard for everyone to wrap their head around it because we're ageist. Even you look 15 years younger is ageist. Like we're all built mm-hmm. to be like old is bad. If you're American. Right. I don't know about other cultures a hundred percent. Some some probably I, too, but yeah, I think it's less right. of an but issue. At least at least they get wiser. We just get useless and gross. <laughs> ah, right. it's terrible. Anyway, but that idea of like, what are you actually doing that's that but you gotta take some, you know, a baseline report first. Like write it all down. Pay attention one day. And it may be that you are looking in your closet and there's still clothes in there that are two hundred pound Scott clothes. Yeah, and that's just torture for you, and it's not helpful. So yeah. put them in a box, stick stick them in the garage, and leave them there for six months. Yeah, and then just see how different it feels to get dressed. 
And then go buy something that fits you that you think is really cool. If Brian needs to send you some shirt pattern ideas, mm-hmm. get one. Or or just like go do that <laughs> test when you try and close. Like, do I feel like myself or do I feel good in this? Right. Right. Um, and then what's weird is those pants are, those pants are fitting me again and I still am annoyed. Is that weird? That's weird. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because they're not serving your brain and your brain is looking for a way to feel okay. And the only way I know how to help people do this is to get more actually in their body and express some gratitude and move differently and find ways to feel more comfortable being embodied. Right. Right. I, and there are people, I mean, there's, there's definitely a spectrum here, right? There are people who feel at complete war with their body and hate everything about it at all times. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All the way to, Ooh, my nose is weird. You know, like there is a version, everyone's <laughs> kind of, um, and, and part of growing and maturing some of that stuff will resolve itself naturally. I mean, how do you get to be 80 and not give a rip? about what anyone thinks but yet i mean we're gonna find 85 year olds with eating disorders like Mm -hmm. it there is not um this isn't something that just goes away because it didn't just happen it's not your choice your brain was trained around this in order to find a way to feel better so it's going to keep looking for a different size different clothes different way to feel okay and your brain guess what cannot be trusted (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but that's where you know so if Brian, you're feeling out of sorts, you jump on a bike, it'll get you feeling in sorts, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I'm telling you what, this happened the other day. I was like, terrible day. I am ruining my children's lives, which by the way, no one wrote in about bad parenting. So I'm not sharing my story yet. <laughs> but I was like, what is, people always talk about watching something that is like on repeat that's comforting. And I have never oh, yeah. understood that. That just didn't, mm-hmm. doesn't make comfort, sense to my brain. Yeah, comfort binge. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mainly watch new things or nothing. That's right. kind of my MO. Me too. It's but, like, I don't have time to watch Exactly. Stuff. I'm so busy and mentally yeah. stable. I don't need. But I was like, I'm not mentally stable. What can I watch? And I found Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I am telling nice. you, it is cathartic and innocent and funny and dumb. And like my childhood wrapped in, oh no, now I understand these jokes differently because mm. I'm old. And anyway, so <laughs> Golden Girls, I recommend. I highly wanna... recommend. I love the Golden Girls. I know Brian, Brian didn't get too far in it, but I think yeah. it's part of it is if you missed it when, you know, like anything, yeah. if you didn't see it. Yeah, there's a nostalgia aspect that. Uh, totally. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because it wouldn't go much further, I think, if I hadn't, because I just have after school memories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. And right. Betty White is, was a national treasure. so okay so scott that's what i would suggest to you and this email of just like finding ways to be less in your head about these things and that might be subconscious things right like getting rid of some of the clothes that are annoying you right that also might be don't be looking in windows and mirrors and just do it in the morning and take a deep breath and be like you got this Woo! and then don't do it again don't take selfies Stop looking at pictures of yourself online. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. we aren't built to handle the technology that we have around our image. Right. 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 It takes zoom calls. I mean, what? No one is meant for eight hours to see their face. That's not right. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah. Well, you just got to be a little more careful and then, you know, find a therapist. You know what I did yesterday? This is so stupid, but I was making a video for something and I, Mm -hmm. I had a little portion of the clip. I wanted to just flip horizontally. So yeah. it was 
you know, I'm used to seeing my face and features the way I see them. I did a flip and it looked so wrong. I was like, whoa, why is my eye so funky over there? Why does my jaw seem like it's not the same size as the other side of it's of the same jaw? Like all these things jumped out at me. Happens with artwork too. If you go, you know, you're doing digital painting and you're feeling real good about it. Just flip it horizontally real quick to make sure you're still happy with it. Cause sometimes it's like, Oh my gosh, I have effed up. This is so bad. What have I done? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and we are so like, like imagine humans, you know, earlier in human history, no mirrors. You might see mm-hmm. your rippling face in a river or something occasionally. <laughs> but for the most part, it's just other people seeing you and you seeing other people. What yeah. a what yeah. a simpler way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to worry about every little stupid nook and cranny. This is the other thing. The other day, Kim says, hey, you're doing that intro video. Let me do a little bit of like camera good makeup on you. I'm like, no, we're not doing makeup. She says, no, no, I don't mean like all girly. Let's just do something that'll make the lighting really make it pop. And so when you do your, your preview video for this new thing I'm doing, you'll look, you look even better. I said, okay, let's do it. So she does it. I get the video done. I'm all done. I go and I just take a hot rag and I wipe all that makeup off. And it was just like a base or I don't know what you call it. Just like a Just even your skin tone. Yeah. And I I just went, okay, done with that. The next day I woke up with like 12 zits (laughs) all over that side of my face, all up in my forehead, all this stuff. And I went, am I 12? What happened? And she says, she goes, you didn't wash it off? And I said, no, I just wiped it off. Wiped it, shoved it into the pores further. Shoved it deep in. I didn't know. I didn't know that's how that worked. Anyway, this has nothing to do with the story, but I thought it was you know, a funny little thing. Other than you clearly haven't worn makeup before. <laughs> I never have. I didn't know. Well, I did it in, in uh, that, my stage thing in um, BlizzCon. Oh, yeah. But when we were done there, they had a little area zone place where you could go and like literally like soap your face off. So I did. You get it off, yeah. Yeah, and I got it off and I just didn't think about it again. So anyway. So tell me like this. Did you look better? Uh, on the camera thing? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I think so. In retrospect, um, until I tried, until like I said, like I tried flipping horizontally, and I was like, "Who is this alien looking at me? This is so weird." Because <laughs> we're, you know, we all think we all think With we're symmetrical, on. but we're not. We're not symmetrical. Oh no! Yeah, and no. Uh-uh. the mirror image thing is really freaky, right? When mm-hmm. you see what people actually see you as, right. they don't see the your best side if you. Look, if you think, oh, it's my best. That's it's not that, what they're looking at. It's that whole thing with uh, Harrison Ford. If you take a, a line and split his face in half and then split yeah. the two halves, this yeah. half is angry as hell, pissed. Yeah. This half is smiley old man. It's so yeah. weird. It's really bizarre. He's, yeah. both, he's, the, he's the comedy drama mask. Uh, <laughs> he totally is. Yeah. That's yeah, so is. funny. I'm going to go look at it's that. It's like his career, Brian, the whole thing, yeah, all, all in one much. face. Oh, this is six days and seven nights, but this over here is yeah. frantic. It's yeah. really weird. I'll try to find it. I'll try to find it and send it to you, Winnie, because it's a weird Yeah, thing. that's amazing. Okay. Anyway. So, all right. So, good luck to everybody out there. Um, it, this is a great plug for Real Steps. If you want to... Have your brain and body match better? Join us. So yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know this and other issues like this might be uh, uh, very helpful to be in the in the wow. Real Steps program. So go check it out, realsteps.org, everybody. Yes. And please, someone send in an email about your bad parenting. I would like to get this off my chest, and I'm not sharing until someone else shares. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> sharing. Honestly, it's yeah. fine. No sharing yeah. until you share is the rule around yeah, here. Yeah, let's mutually right. share. So right. Send us. 
something that we uh, That sounds great. Have a fantastic week. We'll do this again next time and uh, see if you can find that weird email you might have dreamt about. Oh, you guys. Find. Okay. Actually, can I announce this? <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. Because I'm feeling like I've lost it. You sure. Know? Golden Girls did not fix this part of my brain, but uh, somebody sent a very long email about a good friend of theirs whose wife died of cancer. Yeah. And it's a crazy story and it was really long and I swear this is real. And then I emailed it to Scott and then he said, I didn't get it. And I went to go send it again. I cannot find it anywhere. So I am not sure this was a dream or not. So if you're listening, (laughs) could you please uh, resend that or just ping me and be like, here's the name it would be on. I don't know something that would help. And if not, it's fine. I'm, I'm losing it. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe you are. I've done that. I've totally (laughs) done that. So don't feel (laughs) bad. Uh, Wendy, okay. have a, have a cool. great week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. You now. too. Thanks, guys. See you. All right. Brian, I'm putting in our Discord uh, this Harrison Ford split thing. Look at this. Oh, good. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. By yeah. the way, that is um, the, the TV show uh, Shrinking on Apple TV Plus uh, embodied in two photos. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, now I'm really going to watch it. Yeah, I was actually really it, just the right side is is the TV show shrinking. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's so like he just has two different faces in the one face. And yeah. it's never been it's always been true. Even when he was young, like 35-year-old Harrison Ford, you split yeah. him down the middle, he looks like yeah. he's both pissed and happy at the same time. I kind of want that face. Wow. That's crazy. Uh okay, we are done for the most part. <laughs> However, I do have this. Uh quick right. note. On today's show, as you notice, no Amy today. Normally, we have read this today. We didn't have her because mm-hmm. she's at her son's mm-hmm. graduation, exactly where her mom should be. So Yay. we're going to put her in in the show in post right here, in fact. Uh, so I'm going to cut here. Uh, for the live audience, you're not going to hear her say anything. But everybody on the podcast, you'll be able to hear uh, Amy's uh, submitted segment that she sent over. Now, for those of you in the live audience or otherwise who are like, Wayne, I want to see it. I'll be putting a video version of it up on Discord and on the Patreon today as well. Okay? Cool. In, so, the, in the TMS chatter probably, right? Yeah, that'd be a perfect place for it. So that's all going up today. Uh, so here, real quick, is Amy with her Read This segment today. Good morning, Scott and Brian and all of my tadpole lovelies. Now it's time for Silly Stories with Amy, the part of the program where Amy comes on and reads you a silly story. For today's silly story, this is one of my favorite books from when I was a kid. It's called Something Queer is Going On. And this is, this book was published in, I don't even know how old this book is. Um, 1973. This book was published in 1973. So queer literally just means weird. Um, And if you look, this is the back of the book. You can see that it's backwards, (laughs) which is hilarious to me. So, without further ado, Something Queer is Going On, a mystery by Elizabeth Levy, illustrated by Mordecai Gernstein. You can see the illustrations are gorgeous. One day, Jill came home and Fletcher wasn't there. Jill asked Linda, the woman who took care of her during the day, Have you seen Fletcher? He was sitting out there on the front steps at lunchtime, said Linda. You haven't seen him since? 
asked Jill. I haven't looked for him, said Linda. Jill went to look around. She ran into her friend Gwen. Hey, she said, I can't find Fletcher. What do you mean? asked Gwen. Your dog never needs finding. He never goes anywhere. That's just the point, said Jill. He wasn't in front of the house when I got home. Fletcher was not the kind of dog to run away. In fact, Fletcher hardly ever moved at all. Every day when Jill came home, Fletcher got up off the front steps and wagged his tail. This was exercise to Fletcher. You see, the illustrations are gorgeous. Maybe something queer is going on, said Gwen. Do you think maybe somebody snatched Fletcher? She began to tap the braces on her teeth. Don't be silly, said Jill. What would somebody want Fletcher for? I don't know, but it seems weird to me. Look, I know you love mysteries, but that doesn't help me find Fletcher. We'll get to the bottom of this. I'll help you, said Gwen. Stop tapping and do something, shouted Jill. All afternoon, Gwen and Jill searched for Fletcher. By nighttime, Jill was really worried. When her mother came home from work, Jill told her that Fletcher was missing. Suddenly, Jill started to cry. It'll be all right, said her mother. A dog like Fletcher can't go far. I'll call the police. The police said that nobody had called in about a funny-looking dog with a big stomach. At school the next day, Gwen asked Jill if there was any news. He's been gone all night. He never came home. During math class, Jill got the feeling that Fletcher was home safe. She was sure of it. As soon as school was over... Jill and Gwen ran to Jill's house, but Fletcher wasn't there. The police are the police are not going to find Fletcher. They don't even know him. We have to make a house-to-house search and ask if anybody has seen him. Not everybody knows what Fletcher looks like, said Jill. You're right. Get some paper and crayons. Jill and Gwen each made drawings of Fletcher. Then they were ready to begin the search. I'm sorry for all the crinkly crackling. It's because I got this book from a book finder and it is a reclaimed library copy. So it has this book jacket on it. So I'm going to skip ahead because they go, they ask a bunch of the neighbors and nobody's really seen anything. Gwen is suspicious of everyone, and continues tapping her braces. It went on like that all day. Every place they went, Gwen found something that seemed not quite right. The one thing Gwen could not find was Fletcher. Late in the afternoon, they came to a big house that belonged to Fiedler Fernbach. Mr. Fernbach was the most famous person in the neighborhood. He made television commercials. 
Mr. Fernbach himself opened the door. Hi there, he said. What can I do for you nice little girls? My name is Jill, and this is Gwen. My dog is lost, and we're asking everybody if they've seen him. Nope, said Mr. Fernbach. Never saw him in my life. He started to close the door. But Mr. Fernbach, said Gwen, sticking her foot in the door, you don't even know what he looks like. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, here's a picture, said Jill. Oh, uh, said Mr. Fernbach, hardly looking at the picture. Uh, just as I thought. Haven't seen him. He shut the door with a bang. How rude. Now this time I'm sure, said Gwen limping. It's as plain as Fletcher's nose when Fletcher was around. Thanks, said Jill. That cheers me up. Oh, I bet he's stolen Fletcher. He thought he'd gotten away with it. Then we showed up. We'll get him. You're crazy, said Jill. Where's Fletcher's nose? No, I'm not. I finger Fiedler Fernbach for filching Fletcher, yelled Gwen, running up the hill. <laughs> Bet you can't say that again, said Jill. I finger Fiedler Fernbach for filching Fletcher. Fiedler Fernbach filch Fletcher. Fiedler Fernbach filch Fletcher. Hey, yelled Gwen. You know what? What? asked Jill, puffing. <coughs> there they are, running up and down the hill and screeching to a halt. Fernbach did do something weird. He said he'd never seen Fletcher before he looked at our picture. So, panted Jill, how could he say he's never seen Fletcher if he didn't know what Fletcher looked like? You know, you really have something. See? Something queer is going on. Fernbach could only know what Fletcher looks like if he has Fletcher. But what would Fernbach want Fletcher for? That's what we've got to find out. We've got to go back and watch his every move. And that is where I will leave you for the moment. I'll leave it a mystery whether or not Fiedler Fernbach filched Fletcher. And if you want to check this book out yourself, it's great. I, I used to love this book when I was a little kid. Like I said, you can see the illustrations are just gorgeous. And I mean, there's one where they draw a map of the entire town. I mean, look at this. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and I used to love practicing saying that little tongue twister. Um, and apparently it was very popular to check out because the library <laughs> that sold it to the bookseller left the, uh, the checkout stamps in here. And it's fantastic. It goes all the way back to like 1979, all the way up through like the mid 80s. So yeah, um, I think it's out of print, but I'm sure you can find I found a copy. So I'm sure you can find one. Um, but yeah, something queer is going on. And if you guys would like me to finish the story or read you more silly stories, please let me know. I'll be glad to do so. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And have a wonderful weekend. And, uh, you know, happy rest of your morning stream. Toothless says hi. And uh, 
yeah, as Scott usually says, follow me on all the things, the TikToks and the the Twitters and things. Red Fraggle 3. And I'll be seeing you guys again soon. Bye. And we're back, everybody. Oh, that was great. My gosh, that was so awesome. Yep, that was amazing, right? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? <laughs> what anyway. a great book and or novel uh, thing she recommended. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Amy, for taking the time to do that. We appreciate it. Uh, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, we are brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place to do it. No commercials, art in the mail, couch parties, pre-show content every day. And boy, don't you know it. We only ask for a minimum of a dollar a month, which is insane. Please take Silly. advantage of insane people today. By signing up at <laughs> patreon.com slash TMS. Boy, that needs context, that line, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Maybe maybe we want to rephrase that Ooh. one. <laughs> I thought about it more as I said it. Um, all right, that's it for today's show. Brian, anything else you got before we uh, bolt? I got nothing. Uh, again, tune in to watch me play some Marvel Snap and listen to some Tina Turner today at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. Oh, and right. Tomorrow... And Oh, good. No, go ahead. What's oh. going on tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, no, guess the connection. I'm, I'm working out. I'm trying to figure out a solution to an issue that I'm that I'm running into with guess the connection, mm. and I'll post about it on the Patreon, the the Coverville Patreon, to see if I can enlist the aid of listeners um, as to as to how to how to fix a, a, a question or fix a problem with it that I see. But then we've got couch party. Yeah, uh, that's right. Play date couch party. That's right. Tomorrow we're going to be uh, playing a game, and I think it'll yeah, be a bunch of the uh, the uh, what do you call them? The, uh, the jackboxes. The jackbox. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. play a mix. We'll jump around between different ones, or you know, we'll figure it out. We don't know, but yeah. we. we what I want to make sure we play is the um, as the one with uh, the uh, the Aztec trivia question thing. Oh, you know, right. where you're like climbing up the mountain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And also yeah. the they patched that problem that was making that other game crash. So we want to try that again we can too. But Gotcha. Um, okay. It, it I tried it the other day and it worked fine. So we we should be good. Um, oh, but anyway, good. Good. that'll be tomorrow. So check that out. Also core tonight, five PM. We're uh, got a big big core plan. There's also a core daily going up right after this show or shortly after this show. Uh, so plenty of core today to get your uh, get your harp going. And what else? Film sack this weekend, uh, Mission Impossible three is happening. I forgot where that's streaming, but justwatch.com. Uh, probably is it on? Is it Max? I can actually take it a look might and be tell on you Max. in ten seconds. Yeah. Uh, you know, Max, the the app that made me change apps, even though it's exactly the same interview. I know. Er, At least interface. it didn't make me re-log in. I, I was amazed that that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. it's on both Paramount and Showtime, depending on uh, which service you're supporting. Oh well, there you go then. And it's the first movie in our hot action movie summer. Yep, be prepared because who's gonna do it if you don't? I guess. Right. right. Uh, that's it for the show. Thank you all for being here. Let's get out of here. Back Monday with a regular TMS, of course. And, uh, you know, we're, we're getting close to June. So buckle yeah. up, everyone. Summer's here. Hey, Brian, let's play a song. Sure. Uh, Dan says, hey, Sconce and Bannister, May 25th, the one true Star Wars day, is my 41st birthday. And it has certainly been a time of upheaval the past few years. I'm elbow deep in the ordeal that is fixing, updating, selling my apartment, and hopefully finding a standalone house in a slightly quieter, more peaceful surroundings by the end of the year. I've tried to request a few times before to no avail, but hopefully this one gets through. Oh, sorry, Dan. I'd love to hear Johnny Marr's badass take on an already badass Depeche Mode track. I've been a fairly quiet ensign on board the USS Frog Pants for the past 11 years or so. 
and I'd appreciate, or I, yeah, I'd appreciate all the badassery you all can conjure as I push through to the next phase in my life. Also, if Scott could give me a Dolph Lundgren, Yuska Hitahoten for uh, old fil- film sack time's sake, that would make me laugh. Thanks for all the laughs and love the shows, though, Dan. Oh my gosh, hold on. Uh, That's a deep cut right there. It is, and I also, I don't know what it's. Yeah, what would it be stored under? Yeah, Yos. Uh, Dolph, maybe? Dolph, maybe, Dolph. Oh, I don't see anything. Let's see. Uh, is this it? I'm working for justice. That's him. Oh. Um, how about this one? Life's a joke. Shitbird. That's <laughs> <laughs> the shitbird. <laughs> I don't think I have Yosuke Hito. Oh no, bummer. I'll look around. I, I can't okay, find but it, he did say it was his 41st birthday. Oh well, then he gets this. Let's party. Nice. <laughs> Yes. Uh, all right. So capping off a week where I didn't play any of the actual things that people requested, but I played alternate things that I thought they'd like instead. <laughs> <laughs> Let's actually play Johnny Mars cover of I Feel You. This is so good. And it came out on a, um, a little EP, a two song EP where Johnny Mar covers I Feel You by Depeche Mode and also covers Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want by the Smiths, a band that he was a member of, which is really cool. Um, Johnny Mar, one of my favorite performers in music uh, because of all the bands that he's been involved with, not just the Smiths and his solo stuff, but also a member of The The, one of my favorite bands oh, of all yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, let's get into this. It is I Feel You by Johnny Mar. <laughs> Yeah. 
going to call in today and give you a little morning stream of consciousness. Not sure why this morning, just a normal morning. Sun's out, birds chirping. Uh, birds chirping these days, though, in Galveston means a little bit more since it's the height of migration. Never really been a bird nerd per se, but kind of fun to see the oranges and the reds and the blues and the greens and the yellows all flying around outside, other than the sparrows and the crackles. Hummingbirds are fun, always hovering and buzzing and zipping around, fighting for a little bit of sugar water from the feeder. It's like a little war zone out there, something out of Dune or maybe uh, Wakanda. I don't know. Kind of inspired, though. I think maybe I'll go get myself a coat from the gas station, something sweet like the hummingbirds get. Uh, so supposed to say love the show, though, when you sign off, but I do love the show. Kind of crazy that you could be a patron of the show for less than the cost of a caffeinated sugar water from the gas station. And then you could have that sweet sugar in your ears for the whole month. Think about it. Support the show, yo. Hey, Scott and Brian. This is uh, Josh from Wisconsin, or Zinger. Uh, you guys are talking about angry 20-somethings. You know, you, you got to remember that these kids, they just spent the last three of their lives, you know, the party years, the, uh, the formative years of their young lives in a pandemic. And being told no, being told you can't do this, you can't do that. There's a lot of pent-up energy. Maybe something you guys could talk about with Wendy and what happened. But, uh, love the show, though. Have a great day. Hi, Brian and Scott. Last Thursday, you guys were talking about jerky, again, and uh, talking about bear jerky, and then you got into talking about rabbit and, and uh, deer. So, like, rabbit is super greasy. It just is what it is. Deer, obviously, is, is actually pretty good, pretty solid, makes great jerky. I think what really kind of uh, messes with us when we start talking about bear jerky is a lot of bears are, are they're primarily, you know, vegetarian fruits and nuts, but they will go into the meat, so that's that omnivore. And that's where that, I think that's where that flavor starts to turn a little bit, but it's not so great with jerky. Just my two cents, Zinger and Wisconsin. Have a great day. Good morning, Brian. Scott, I was uh, calling about the Katie Current comments that you made on Monday about being awake for a colonoscopy. I'm about a day behind on the show, so I don't know if you covered it on Tuesday. I guess I'll know later today when I listen to it. Anyway. I will say that there is one procedure up the poop chute that you are awake for that is very similar to a colonoscopy, and that's a flexible sigmoidoscopy. They don't go as far up the way, but they do keep you awake. And let me tell you, there is nothing more uncomfortable than an hour and a half on your side while you feel a hose going up and down, filling your entire lower body with air, and as it vibrates away as they move it, it is probably the most traumatic medical experience I've ever had in my entire adult life. Just felt I needed to share. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, sword and board. I'll explain this later. I heard Scott say on Tuesday's show that he was waiting for good karma to come to him after rescuing those two lost phones. I'm a practicing Tibetan Buddhist, and this is my understanding of how karma works. Buddhism recognizes five aggregates that can they constitute a person's being and personality. Physical form, sensations, perceptions, mental formations, and consciousness. These are sometimes called heaps. Heaps in that you can deconstruct a person into separate piles. Karma is the Sanskrit term meaning action, and all willful actions are included in the mental formation aggregate. Every willful action you do is karma, 
It doesn't generate karma. It is karma, good, bad, or neutral. Albardo is the Tibetan word for the transition state between your current life and the next. What happens in the bardo is described in the Tibetan Book of the Dead. It is in the bardo that your karma slash mental formation determines your next birth, or rebirth, rather. It will be better than, worse, or similar to your current life and its ability to reach nirvana. So, Scott, think of the positive karma from rescuing those phones as increasing your chance of a better rebirth. As for the current popular use of the term karma, I think a better term would be nemesis, the Greek goddess of retribution. Now, as for sword and board, according to the Urban Dictionary, quote, sword and board, meaning sword and shield, is used in role-playing games. For example, my warrior uses S&B, unquote. To be honest, I've never heard this in all the time I've been playing World of Warcraft. Have either of you? Anyway, still love the show, though. Terry Z in Chicago. If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. You like the smell of fish? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.